All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging in Friends. We are playing Orbital Blues uh, this afternoon, evening, nighttime. I don't know when the hell we are. Uh, as we're, uh, we're kind of continuing our, our, our four-week uh, adventure here, uh, we had a pretty raucous end to our, our last session. I think we're going to have a, a smoother start to this session. And then just, I think Ashley said, we're just going to review noodles all uh, for two hours. Yeah. That's what it's going to yeah. be. Uh, as we're gonna have a small couple daytime jump and we'll kind of dive in. Uh, but if you're unfamiliar with Orbital Blues, uh, this is it right here. It's my little book with my. You can see I see my very professionally looking torn up. Yeah, I don't know, torn up little. Uh, what are these things called? Post-it notes. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, you can go. Melissa's dropping some uh, some links in the chat. Uh, this is basically like um, Sad Space Cowboys, Cowboy Bebop, Firefly. If you're unfamiliar. Uh, it's a uh, kind of low sci-fi with kind of a western westerny vibe, so space western stuff, uh, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. And ours has been very zany. I think zany would be a a fair adjective. As yeah, I don't know how sad we've been, but we've been we've been it's been crazy. I believe uh, Stephen. <laughs> it's true, which is why we kicked him off the show. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, he is now gone. Uh, as he just it's it, he's off, and you'll never see him again on the show. Uh, so there you go. He's out. Uh, but oh, um, see, now you have brought the sadness. <laughs> Everything made it. For Stephen in the chat. Uh, no, Stephen will be back next week, and uh, and yeah, yeah, he'll be back for for next week, and he'll be back um, in Mothership as well. I think he'll be back for Mothership too. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see, uh, other things. Oh, so Orbital Blues just actually released some stuff this past week. So Melissa's been dropping some affiliate links that we have, and you can also check that if you're watching this later on YouTube. Uh, but they did just drop some new stuff on the Soul Muppet store. Uh, so they got three new adventures, uh, that are up. Uh, so if you decide to go purchase them, uh, use that little affiliate link for us. Uh, it's, uh, all that glitters, jump gate charade and electric sheep shuffle. Uh, all three of those are up. Uh, that's not what we're playing today, but I am going to be getting all of those. Uh, so definitely encourage everyone to get those. They look pretty fun. Um, anything else? Okay. Business ready to just dive in. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do, we'll do introductions in a minute as we'll do it kind of in, you know, in, in sort of in scene. So I'm going to start instead, uh, with the summary and then we'll talk about for a moment, we'll talk about your credit debit system. Or debt systems. I keep saying debit. Credit debt system. Uh, and we'll see where everyone's at. So first two sessions, uh, you all have been spending time on uh, a moon, Harlan 5. Uh, and uh, you've been dealing with the Bennett family. Uh, now, the last session, uh, the crew was basically split in three, three different parties, because that's fun. Uh, and it wasn't long before things basically went pretty wild as you were wayside on Harlan 5 at Edgar Bennett's. Uh, who's like the uh, the son of a of a crime family? Bennett's being one of the major crime families out here in the rim where we're playing, and you all decided to to head out there and see if you could capture him, like kind of trade up. Uh, so inside the building, uh, Nikki Callum knocked on the door. Nikki had this in insurance adjuster charade he was trying to play, and he kept doing it, even though boy that cat came out of the bag so fast, <laughs> but he he kept committing to it. Uh, Callum was identified by, uh, you know, a, uh, Brendan McGregor, kind of an old irritant that, uh, that Freddie, um, that Freddie maimed, I think during Freddie and Callum's time within the McGregor clan, also one of the major yep. families out here in the rim. 
Uh, and Brendan kept trying to convince Edgar to kill Callum and Nikki, but uh, but Edgar wasn't really listening to it, actually, because Edgar actually wanted to offer you guys a job. He wanted some people on the outside to do a job for him. Specifically, he wanted you to kill his sister-in-law, a woman by the name of Betty Dubois, who he, he blamed for the death of his brother uh, that most people think was just like an assassination by one of the other major families. But no, 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 no. He said it was his sister-in-law. Uh, Nikki and Callum, you were stalling. Freddie and Gwen were outside trying to break into Edgar's ship, the Rhinestone Cowboy. You got into a fight with one of the security guys, took care of him pretty well. And when you broke inside the ship, uh, Freddie ran into some trouble uh, trying to disable a android chauffeur who shocked both her arms, making them noodle and nummy. And then uh, when Gwen came to check on on her, uh, initiated some emergency protocols, put up, a, put up some sort of bulkhead door and then unleash sleeping gas onto the bridge. Uh, I think Freddy just keeled right over and face planted, whereas Gwen, you managed to kind of kind of persevere and you use this like little spike chip that that uh, Elvis had given you to essentially reboot the system uh, and stop that kind of that gas venting. Uh, meanwhile, Elvis was listening on open comms back on the uh, on the Belafonte on your own ship uh, a couple miles away, had Walter with him as well. And concocted this plan to use the Belafonte as a distraction, uh, and so flew the, the 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 ship over towards Edgar's home. Kind of partially tapped the the ceiling, like the roof, uh, and what that effectively made happen is that the the whole house just started to fracture and crumble. And and if that wasn't enough, Walter was on the Gatling gun, uh, and he was firing that Gatling gun at basically everything all over the place. So he's taking out windows and walls. He destroyed the glass pen where uh, Edgar Bennett kept his uh, notorious pigs that he used to dispose of various uh, various bodies and things. Um, Brendan McGregor uh, fell off a, off a balcony, got pinned, and was then devoured by some of these pigs. Um, Callum, I think you took out one of Edgar Bennett's guards uh, with like the ceiling at one point. And then Edgar almost got away if it wasn't for Elvis and Walter. And Walter just unloaded the Gatling gun on him, killing Edgar, destroying all his motorcycles. Um, Yeah. And so then you all went and you retrieved the body. You ditched the rhinestone cowboy somewhere off in the waist. And then you headed up into Atmo and you left. Uh, So we're going to pick up. 72 hours later, as you are heading to a place called Cisco Station, which is the nearest uh, the nearest uh, station or hub for Isheron Corps, which is the company that actually had this corporate bounty. If you recall, there was an incident where some Isheron um, executives were – like basically an Isheron shuttle was stolen and some executives were um, not killed, but they were maimed. Uh, and uh, they thought it was Walter initially, but it turned out to be Edgar. And so you're heading out to kind of get that corporate bounty. So one of the things that there is in this system is there's a debt credit system. And you do this at the end of every session, but we didn't really talk about it. And basically, it's just a way of abstracting, like, how much have you brought in and how much are you having to spend on just, like, kind of upkeep and repair. So depending on whether or not you are in the positive or the negative determines whether or not you get, like, extra bonuses or new projects or something like that. So... You all, we, we figured out, we, we sort of talked it out ahead of time. Ship repairs, some minor damage probably to the belly of the hull and some of the, the landing struts, but nothing nothing that's, that's you know, irreparable or nothing that's going to endanger you all when you're flying. Uh, you have to re- reload your Gatling gun as your ammo. Uh, 
Walter was very indiscriminate about what he shot, despite very clear instructions. <laughs> uh, and then also medical attention for a couple of the crew members. Freddie's arms weren't working for a while. She has electrical burns. Callum got shot and stabbed. Uh, Gwen, I think, also got shot at one point uh, by... No, oh, no she guards. got repeatedly smashed against like the side of the ship. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So ultimately, you ended up with a debt of minus five. Uh, but credit-wise, because you went for Edgar Bennett and not just settled on Walter, you actually got a plus six. So you got a second-in-command for the Bennett family. Uh, we all know that Cass is, is the number one, but he's number two, and he's a known murderer. Uh, so I gave you a plus six for that, which means you have a credit of plus one. So in the game, you get to sort of pick or roll randomly what you get for this. So I'll give you some – I'll, I'll kind of go over the options for folks who might be – might be watching this but like the options you get when you're in the plus you you can bank the money so you can take your credits and turn them into savings which you can then use for other things you can pass your windfall onto a friend who then will owe you a favor uh, you can reset your ship stats to full you can advance a crew project if you wanted to do a crew project by one pip uh, on a die you can lose an unfriendly contact so you basically pay somebody off uh, who's you know who who kind of is upset with you for whatever reason, or you can pay off a loan if you had to take a loan. Uh, we don't really since our, we're only doing four weeks, we're not really we don't really have time to do like major crew projects. But there's things that that we can talk about. You can upgrade the ship, increase your stats in some way. You can obtain an asset like some a new piece of equipment. Have some sort of scientific breakthrough where somebody in the crew invents something. You can upgrade a weapon. You can even do this too. So you can take like one of your own weapons and get another key keyword trait added to it. But I think you all had a decision. Uh, what was what was the, the decision you all were going to do with your your newfound credits and savings? I think we were going to bank it, which would then allow us to spend it, um, because you can hire goons at a rate of one credit per goon. Do you have a goon in mind that you wanted to hire here? Our best pal Wally. I mean. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys going to hire me? Okay. Listen, man, Wally, I, I told you, you know, uh, you do the gig, you get uh, you get part of the profits. You're part of the crew now. I mean, sure, we didn't make a lot of money on this particular job, but, you know, you're not going to jail and you're making, you know, a little bit of scratch. Okay, so there's six of us, right? So I get one-sixth of everything. Is that, one is sixth that how of One-sixth of all the profit. Because first, we got to take care of the shit, medical expenses. You know, we got to rebuy all the ammunition that you used when I said, you know, just shoot here, 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 and then you shot everything. Ammo's expensive. Yeah. But after that. My hands were slippery. They were wet. Sorry. I know. I, hey, hey, I Wally. Buttered popcorn. Yeah, that was my that was my bad. I mean, but the, the butter popcorn was very tasty. Wasn't wasn't it, Wally? I mean, it was, I know it was how really to make good. It, it was really good. Was it butter that made them wet, or was it something else, Walter? I mean, come on. Uh, Listen, somebody left the cream soda in the Gatlin gun uh, place, and so like it was just spilt all over the place. It wasn't me. I think it was Nikki. That's what I heard. It's what that's the yeah. rumor around the ship. Nikki I've, does tend to leave his cream yeah. sodas everywhere. And I, I did and hear that he cups. also he also used that cream soda bottle for you know other things. I don't know, Nikki. Yeah, you I know, think you, it was for tuna. <laughs> that's right tuna and of course we got the little oh, pigs yeah. now so you know we're i'm not saying we're going into the pork business but they're cute little guys them and the yeah, squirrels are scum. Years, as he says that yeah walter is very uh very skittish around the pigs like yeah i've seen what they do when they grow up i don't want to you know 
nature over nurture or something. I don't know, but uh, uh, boy, I'll tell you. Well, Wally, here's is... what I got to tell you. When you're in your bunk, just cuddle with all the little piglets because then they'll love you and then they won't eat you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get in good when they're young, they won't come and try to eat me or my friend. You know, they they actually uh, they did eat a friend of mine's uh, foot. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was a friend of mine. I mean, like I like we hunted them down once because he, you know, he owed the Bennett's money, and uh, Edgar got kind of upset, just took his foot right off and just tossed it into the pigs. But I got to know the guy really well. He was a really nice fella. He's a baker. He used to, you know, he used to bake goods and stuff down in a Agnesi market, and he always. He always used to give me a nice fresh fresh roll in the morning. Got my coffee, got the, you know, fresh roll. It's uh, it really nice. It's really nice. And he even did it after he lost his foot, too. Yeah. Well, that's that's dedication to your craft there, because personally, if it had been me, person. Wally, I can see that. Clearly. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do as we introduce, like, we'll do this kind of like a quasi-introduce your character, but also like a little mini downtime moment is you guys are you guys are in Cisco Station. 72 hours later, 72 hours passed. You've spent some time patching yourselves up. Your ship is getting patched up. Cisco Station is kind of known for a few different things. It has very excellent, uh, uh, has very excellent mechanics. Uh, and it's, um, it's not too far away. It's just a couple, you know, a couple, probably about day and a half away just by kind of from where you where you're coming from in harlan five and you've spent a little time here kind of getting your cells patched up it doesn't have the greatest of medics or doctors some of it's automated and it ain't the greatest but you, you are nonetheless getting patched up uh but you also have a little left over kind of to celebrate here and there so what i guess i would want is as we go through and start this off uh just tell us what your character has been doing introduce your character tell us like what they've been doing with their downtime and uh like while you're while your ship's getting repaired um cisco station isn't a very big station uh it's mainly catering to like ice ring miners and these long haul roughnecks and such but there is this central promenade it's got food it's got drinks so it's got a couple of restaurants gambling there's a consignment shops and stuff like that and it's all kind of under the auspices of isheron corp um, there is a corporate security force here, but it's not a very big one. There's maybe about 20 folks who work here uh, like regularly, and everyone else is sort of transient, coming and going. There's some dormitories that you probably are shacking up in uh, here and there. It's a little bit more comfortable than the ship. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we go and kind of just go around, say what you're doing on the ship? What would you be doing in your downtime? Uh, presume we've already turned into Edgar Bennett uh, with the Ed- Edgar Bennett bounty. You got your money. And, um, yeah, what are we doing? Well, you see here, Elvis, that, that that's me. Some have called me a crook, but but really, I'm a security expert. That's that's what I do. Now, I may have spent a little bit of time in jail, I, but sometimes I went in just because I was bored. You know, I would get I'd get busted for something just so I could break out. And there was this one time I was sitting in this jail and it was a tiny little county jail. And basically, I was there to time myself how long it was going to take me to break out of this jail. So I thought. I thought 11 minutes. That was my that was my guess. 11 minutes after I'm in the holding cell, I'm, I'm back out on the street. However, I get in there and there's this fella in there. Uh, he, he's an old time, old time miner. And uh, I mean, I never met the guy before, but he had, he was beaten black and blue. And I said to him, I said, you getting a big fight to get thrown in the tank or something? He goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, you can't, 
don't 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 get on the bad side of the guy who's running the shop here is uh rufus hogg he's a he's a he's a hell of an enforcer he used to be an enforcer on one of the big prisons you know one of the guys that go in there with the with the riot shields and just beat you down but now you know he got a little too fat for that gig so now he's sitting he's sitting pretty uh in here running this little county jail and he just likes to come in here and beat on prisoners and i said to myself i said well this this individual this mr hogg he needs to be given a little bit of come up then. So I said, well, I said, you just sit tight there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to Mr. Hogg here in a minute. Now, I'm, I'm not going to give you the details because there's some trade secrets going on here. But 14 minutes later, not, not too bad. I mean, I was close to my 11, but 14 minutes later, Rufus Hogg was in that cell, handcuffed, ankles to wrists, his pants down, and this old geezer was beating the crap out of him. And I say to him, I say, now, listen, the jail's wide open. You can leave whenever you want. Beat on him for as long as you want, but but I'm going to take off now. 14 minutes. Not my best time, but not bad. Here at Cisco Station, the head of their constables, he reminds me of that Rufus Hogg guy. He, he's, he looks kind of like Rufus Hogg, or kind of like a hog, which kind of is why I call it Rufus Hogg, Rufus Hogg. I'm not even sure that's his actual name. I know his name was Rufus, but I can't remember his last name. But this fella, he's got that kind of mean streak. You can see it in those piggy little eyes of his. So what I decided to do while I was relaxing was break into the constable's office, get into his security systems, reset his personal protocols and his biometrics, change out his identity with a known felon, uh, and then wait to see how long it is before somebody takes up the bounty on him. I'm guessing... And I'm not going to get the bounty because that's just not right. You can't, you know, that's just wrong. But I'm going to guess less than 24 hours because I kind of let it slip that he might be on the station. So I'm just going to sit back here in this coffee shop and have a cup of java. And I'm going to watch until somebody comes in here and rouse this guy who looks kind of like Rufus Hogg. Go ahead and roll an observation check, by the way, Elvis. As you as you sneak into this 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 constable shop, this uh, the brig, basically, of this station... You start getting into some of the records, messing it around. You know, there's 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 basically the 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 name of the actual constable is a is a fellow by the name of Warren Banker, and then his second in command, which everyone feels is way more reasonable. Uh, that's a that's a woman by the name of Wilma Hopewell. Everyone kind of likes her. She seems fair, uh, but something about Warren, him, and like the the head of the station kind of have like a. They have bad, like they're bad attitudes. They're also, they're kind of drunkards all the time. And you can every now and then, you know, when the roughnecks and the and the, the ice ring miners kind of get into a fight here and there, you know, Warren he likes to get in, into it too. And so you'll see him kind of swinging around in ways where like Wilma's just trying to keep the peace. Like so, what'd you get on that observation test? Is it does it relate to the security systems or security of the system or his? Security no, it's files. just it's just okay. it's not Stay. like a success for like you're going to you're going to do what you said you did. It's just what do you notice basically? Okay. I got a 10. Okay. So you notice a few things. First of all, it's a brig. It's not very uh it's not it's not very big. There's a handful of cells in here. Uh there's all like they're all kind of each individual cells full-length doors. There's like little slots you can kind of pull back and look, but everything is, is sort of self-contained. Uh, every cell seems to be self-contained, and you you probably concoct some sort of plan to get whoever was uh, at the desk, kind of just keeping an eye on who's here, because there are a couple folks in the brig. 
Um, you concoct some sort of plan to distract them. They wander down the hall here or there. Maybe they you slip something into a you know cup of coffee and they kind of doze off, whatever it might be. Uh, but as you're going through, you notice, first of all, that it's the same place you came to get the bounty for, for Edgar. But one of the things you notice, actually, is right there on like the recent, basically quick access, recent files, what have people been looking at lately? Like you stop dead in your tracks as you're staring at this thing and you realize that's you. You see that like you're going through like there's about seven or eight different files and one of them is you. Like you see a picture of yourself. You see like it's an old bounty. It's like a wanted poster, escape prisoner, interior systems. It's not anywhere around here, but you're brought up. And you also notice, I mean, no one else. You don't see like Freddy. You don't see Gwen or Calum. It's just you. And then you notice the second thing. You notice a face. The name doesn't match up to the face that the name that you you remember, right? So you look at this guy, and this is a kind of older African American guy. He's kind of got this sort of uh, sort of sad looking face, grayish hair and such. And you can see that in addition to like there being this old picture, you would probably remember him maybe as like Rocky. I think that's what you put down. It's a guy you escaped prison with. But you also see a second picture. This one's brand new. This one's recent. His hair is even more more recessed than the last time. And he's also got what looks like a handful of, of bruises on his face here and there. And as you're going through, you realize he's in one of the brigs. He's in one of these cells here. You start going through the the documents and stuff, seeing like what's happening. Apparently some like some of some of these miners out here, someone on his crew, like three of them just came in and just handed Rocky on over and got like a very small bounty, but a bounty nonetheless. So in one of these, we'll say half dozen cells around the brig, you know that Rocky, Rocky is apparently locked up in here. Well, I'm here to tell you, this is very disappointing news. I mean, I thought for sure Rocky understood that he had to keep himself on the out. Now, Admittedly, I've got a bounty for myself in this system, so everybody, shh, we're going to work on that one real quick here and see if we can't uh, delete that particular bounty, at least from the station's uh, computer systems. And then uh, I think i got to go talk to Meraki. Why don't we do a savvy test? Let me roll something here. Now, since I am white-fingered when I'm dealing uh, stat checks to deal with security systems and things like that, uh, I get to upper hand that that yeah. count here oh yeah yeah does that would count for this for sure i am going to spend one heart to re-roll one die because that's not the greatest that's better nine okay so you're 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 getting into the system it's taking you a couple of minutes it is a corporate system so it's actually seems to be well like the the whole station seems to be on on much better better systems than any of the places down on like Agnesi or in, in Harlan. Everything's got a little bit more money behind it. So it's taking you a little longer to get through it, but it's not impossible. It just kind of slows you down a bit and you manage to scrub your own entry. But it's at that point you hear the sounds of voices that are coming from down the hall and you recognize one of them being that Warren Banker fella. And he's like he's like, What what the hell are you talking about? Well he sounds very drunk and very belligerent and you hear another woman who's just like, uh, there's just, I don't, I don't, something really kind of strange is going on. I, I, I don't understand what's going on with our systems right now. It's like, I don't know, we're getting, we're seeing glitches left and right. And then you hear these voices coming up 
how do you want to try to get out of here? Because you are in this court, this little, this little constable area. He walks right at him. Okay, just walk right to them. You walk right out the door, right to right, right to them, and the uh, and the the drunk guy. Like he's kind of you can tell you can smell the booze on him. This is the head of security. He's like, Who the hell are you? I'm a bounty hunter. We just turned in that Edgar Bennett bounty. And and you just popped here, Jethro Lipowitz. I don't know what you're calling yourself right now, but there's a hot bounty on you. You, you, you care to explain why your biometrics are popping on the bounty board? Yeah. Mr. Lipowitz? Lipowitz, that ain't my name. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, what's going of, on with this guy here? I don't lots even of know. People, hey, lots of people on the frontier change their names, sir, but I, ma'am, you're second in charge. Please check his biometrics against the bounty there. As I was saying to you before, Warren, something's going on with our systems. I'm not Are sure. Are you sure he's We're a Warren? Some... I know. Could be a I've known him for 15 years, unfortunately. He's not a Lebowitz or Lipowitz or whatever. Could be an older bounty. I I was the one who gave them. The, I I recognize him. This this man here. He yeah. He's he's right. He brought the Edgar Bennett. You you can go ahead and go. I'll take care. Come on, Warren. He's like, no, I want to see something. Like, Warren, con-. so she's like trying to calm down. She's like giving you the get the hell out of here motion with her head. Like, go. Well, all right, but I, you, you should get this cleared up because I'm a very friendly bounty hunter. There are going to be some people that uh, just taking pot shots at you because it's a it's a it's a live or dead bounty. Thank you for that advice. Uh, we definitely appreciate it, and we appreciate uh, what you've done uh, for the uh, for the Harlan area out here. We. we Thank, hey, thank you, got, you. You got a lovely station here, by the way. Fant- and you know the coffee at the Java Hut there across the way? Top notch. Some of the best coffee I've had this far out in the frontier. Now, you Lipowitz, you got to stay out of trouble the other day. But all right, I'll see you later. He's trying to start something. And then you start walking away. Like, Wilma's just like this, this is trying to hold it hold up and like kind of keep him from getting any further. But eventually you separate. You hear them. He's cussing up a storm. You hear the doors open up to the constable office and suddenly their voices become muted. Okay, who's doing something next? So that was that's what Elvis has been kind of doing for the last twenty four hours or so. What is everyone else doing on this uh, on this station? So Freddie, um, there's a couple things that I want to do with Freddie. Um, so she's gonna rest, rest up, obviously, kind of get some medical attention. And if one of the first things she wants to do is find something that she can do that's kind of like dexterity like it is very 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 distressing for her that she's like losing like sensation and movement in her arms and so she wants to find something that she can do um i don't know if there would be some kind of like even like an arcade ish kind of a thing or just something where she can be just kind of making sure that all of her well, Fingers the, ma- they should. the main hangout point in the promenade of this place of, of Cisco Station is a, is a place called the Barrel House. And it's essentially like a small casino bar, but there's also like slot machines, darts, stuff like that. Uh, there's a couple darts dice games, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, darts sounds great. All right. Uh, so you head on in there and you can see Nikki is sitting over at one of the card tables. Uh, he's got... You know, he's stuffing his face full of noodles. He sees you come in and kind of, and then kind of goes back to playing cards here and there. You can tell he's been kind of getting into it a little bit with some of the people, and and but you kind of let bygones and you just kind of move on. Uh, it's uh, as you're looking around, you can tell that there there is a stage 
that could be for live music, but you don't see anyone up there right now. You do see off to the side, there is like this jukebox setup, but also uh, what looks like an organ. And in between the two, there's this Android pianist that kind of shifts back and forth between the two. And it's right now, it's just kind of playing songs and stuff. But every now and then while you're in here, you'll see like someone come up and request and you'll just hear it kind of shift and start playing around on some kind of some kind of piano solo playing a song that uh, it's more of a cover song type of deal. Uh, the, uh, the whole place is run by a woman by the name is Polly. Uh, she's got the kind of these big old curly blonde hair, uh, and, uh, kind of indeterminate age. Uh, you can tell that she's, she's definitely got a lot of makeup on. Uh, she's definitely kind of covering herself up here and there, but she seems, she seems more or less pretty friendly and everyone kind of likes her. And anytime any of like the roughnecks or stuff kind of get out of line, she quickly kind of, kind of snaps really fast. The android being it's just sort of stops doing whatever it is they're doing, music stops, and all of a sudden you know it's time to kind of quiet down. So while you're in here, like more than once a little a little fight almost breaks out, but it's quick, quickly nipped in the bud. Okay. So you go over to the, the dart, uh, sort of like there's sort of darts and billiards and things like that in the corner. Uh, and you can see there's people that are playing. Some people are hustling. Some people are playing for money, for drinks. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, I will, um, try to join one of the, uh, money games. Okay, sure. Uh, so, yeah, you want to, so dart specifically, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, you like, you kind of watch for a bit, and you can tell that there's this, uh, this one guy who kind of seems to be raking it in. He kind of comes up, they're playing little games of cricket. <laughs> And at one point, you know, one of those fights almost breaks out because he just keeps winning. He keeps winning. He keeps winning. And people call him Joey Sands. Everyone kind of calls him Joey Sands with the quick hands. And at a certain point, he's just beat everybody. And he's like, hey, no one else wants to no one wants to take on Joey. That's it. No one else. That's it. I thought, uh, come on, Frankie. Come on, Fr- Frankie. Come on. Come on. And like frankie just like walks out and just like no 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 uh yeah why don't you uh give all of them a rest i'll uh i'll take a turn oh okay new challenger arrives new challenger all right all right come on up come on up i'll gladly take your money this ain't for free of course uh name's freddie nice to meet you oh nice to meet you too freddie joey joey sands faster hands well we'll see Okay, okay. Hey, hey, I like the confidence. I like the confidence. That's good. You ever played darts before? You know how to play? Yes, I do. You sure? You sure? You want me to tell? I can go over the rules if you want. No, no. Very I, condescending. I to, to explain it to me, I know what okay, it is. Okay, okay. Shoot for the bull. Closest goes first. Is that what you want to I do? I said, uh, um, yeah, that works. Okay, no faint. Yeah, I'm not trying to get you all upset. Not trying to get you upset. Uh, okay, so we'll do, we'll do this. We'll do... We'll do we'll do a savvy test. Let's do savvy, contested, whoever gets better. Kind of okay. go from there. Do you have anything that can help you here? Any gambits or anything? No. Anything you mine of? mine has to do with observation checks. So I have upper hand on all observation checks, but that doesn't really seem to be. Yeah, probably not. No. Yeah, it's more dexes. Okay. All right. Go all ahead. Right, sorry, uh, did you say I'm just rolling savvy, right? Yeah, it's just roll savvy. Yeah, contested. Okay. See who gets the higher. Seven. Got an eight. So he uh, 
He starts, you kind of go through the first round, and by the end, it's a close game. You can tell a few times. He kind of looks over. You can tell he's got, he, you know, he kind of has a look of concern. You get really close to kind of closing out towards the end, but you just missed the bull. And he's like, ah, that's a shame. That's a shame there, Freddy. You were really close. You were really close. Closer than most of these other folks. Closer than Frankie, that's for sure. And he's like, now the key, the key to dots is concentration. And he just kind of looks at you, and he throws it blind, and it lands. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Hey, uh, double or nothing? Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, actually, um, so she was throwing with her uh, offhand, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, trying to get a little one over yeah. on Joey, Joey Sands, are you? Yeah, yeah. I just, I, you know, I got to get practice somehow. Oh, is that what it is? You know, there's a movie about that once. You know, people switching hands here and there. Surprise, surprise. By the end of this, maybe I'll be switching hands. Who knows? Let's see. Okay. Eight. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He's got plus heart. one savvy, and I rolled a seven plus one last time, and an eight plus one. Okay. So he's like, ah. Last one kind of goes in. He's like, oh, well, I guess I beat you. Left-handed, right-handed. You got a third hand. We want to try that one. Uh, no, that's uh, I just wanted to uh, you know, see how I was uh, doing. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, one more for the road. <laughs> one more. Huh? Well, all right, all right. Triple or nothing. Triple or nothing. Okay. I uh, I feel kind of bad taking money from uh from no, you, you don't. but uh, no, you don't. yeah, you're right. I don't. You're very uh, right. You, when you're uh, right, you're right. Ten. Seven this time, actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, describe how it goes for you. Uh, I mean, it's just... She kind of tries to take the upper hand and kind of the the dialogue, because that kind of seems to be a thing of just kind of you kind of get people on tilt a little bit. And so she just kind of tries to up her chatting a little bit and just kind of give him a wink and just uh, give it a throw. Okay. Okay, alright. He kind of, you could tell he's kind of annoyed, but he's trying to play cool. Like, okay, alright, alright. You know, I gave you two, two chances. You know, maybe you'll give me a chance to win my money back too, you know. Uh, buy a drink, maybe? You know, I I, I th- Came here with a purpose. Think I uh, accomplished that purpose. I, I mean, oh, I feel like some of the other. I folks see how it is. Probably, I uh, see how it is. Okay, okay, okay. You take my money, and I, I don't get a chance to win it back. But I take your money. Oh, I give you three. Oh, I get it. I, I see how you play, Freddie. I see how you play. You're gonna get a reputation. You play like that. And before Thanks. it kind of goes any further, you hear you hear like all of the music just stop, and you hear a, like a fight kind of break out. And you look behind you, and you see sprawled across the, the the blackjack table. There's Nikki, and there's a fellow right on top, just kind of punching him and punching him. And you can kind of piece together what happened because you see all of these noodles in the guy's hair just sort of dripping <laughs> down. And he's just like, "I know, cheat. You're the cheat." And then Miss Polly, you hear a whistle, and all of a sudden. You see a couple of these couple folks in like Ishiran, you know, uh, uh, security security garb come in. Uh, you see uh, this bald headed woman. That's that's what that's Wil- Wilma Hopewell. She, she's got a very tightly shaved head. She kind of comes in, and like there's like a scuffle, and like Nikki is getting dragged off. This other guy is getting dragged off. 
And like Nikki's like bleeding. He's like he's like cackling. He's like, ah, someone, uh, uh, Freddy, get my winnings. Freddy, get my winnings. And uh, and then he disappears. All right, Mr. Sands, I really do need to. Uh, I call this here. I'm gonna need to attend uh, to my uh, associate uh, over there. It was uh, nice doing business with you, and uh, maybe we'll come across each other again before I head out. Sure, sure, sure. Joey's gonna remember this, just so you know. Ain't good not to give people a chance to get their money back. I didn't say I wouldn't before I left. Just uh, I gotta go to attend to that one over there. You don't give them a chance to get the money back. That means they gotta find a different way to get it back. You might not like the way that Joey tries to find it next time. They need a threat, uh, though. That's just, you know, friendly conversation. Friendly conversation, of course. And F- Freddy walks away and grabs okay. anything that Nikki might have left. All right, fair enough. Uh, Callum or Gwen, what are you two doing? Uh, Gwen's at like the nearest bar, actually. And probably the same place. There's really just the barrel house. Yeah. It's like kind of the main hangout. Yeah. And uh, so she's just drinking up at the bar and, and she sees <laughs> all this. She's kind of eavesdropping, really, to see what people are talking about. Um, okay. And she's listening in particular for any news about a Johnny O'Connor. Okay. Uh, there is, there are some, like, there are some, some screens on here and there. Uh, you can really only hear it if you're nice and close to the bar. Cause most people are, you know, you could, there's, there's, it's not a big crowd. There's maybe a mm-hmm. 20 people or so in here, plus a couple servers, bartender, that kind of thing. And the music does kind of go on and every now and then you hear a shouting match. Uh, but you know. No, there's no specific things that you're getting. Most of it is is kind of that's on these that's uh, on these um, monitors and on this this so just the band is it comes across like corporate news, so it's kind of talking mm-hmm. about Isheron stuff, things like that. Yeah. You know, job opportunities here, investment opportunities there, acquisitions here. You know, very tightly confined. It's not like there's a uh, like a like a public broadcasting channel here. Yeah. It's all sponsored content from Isheron, and none of that sponsored content seems to come up with um, with anything involving Johnny O'Connor. Is there anything involving uh, Rook Incorporations? Hmm. Uh, high or low? Uh, high. No, nothing comes up actually. Okay, good. <laughs> nothing comes up. Okay. All right. But and you're then- drinking. Yeah, you're yeah. drinking there. Okay. He's drinking and if um if anybody's doing like arm wrestling, she will join. <laughs> I don't think there's like an arm wrestling station. Uh yeah. but if you want to try to pick a fight pick an arm wrestling fight with someone, that's that's I guess that's fine. Yeah, I think I think she would cuz she's she's a little tense. So okay. she'll she'll find some guy at the bar so counter weird. who's pretty big and okay. she- and, you know, I I don't think you could beat me. You you look like a man who couldn't beat a woman in an arm wrestling competition. Do you want to fight? And she just puts her arm down on the counter and holds it up. And so the guy turns towards you, and you realize now that he's kind of dressed in, like, Isheron gear. He's kind of drunk. You can smell just stuff coming off him. He's got a little little name tag. It says, Constable Banker. 
which I realize is really a funny thing now. It's the same guy <laughs> we saw in Elvis's Elvis thing, and you know, this is a big guy. He's probably in his fifties or so. He's got he's got you know he's got some big forearms doing like what are you trying trying to pick a fight? You know who I am. You know who I am. I'm looking to arm wrestle. Arm wrestle. Yeah. Arm wrestle is a casino. What are you doing arm wrestling, folk? Here, go go roll some dice or throw some darts or. You just look like you can't beat me, and I figured I'd I'd, I'd see. Roll savvy test. See if you can get under his skin enough. <laughs> Don't get under it too good, because then you're going in the brig. <laughs> uh, I got an eight. Okay. All right, little lady. You want me to beat you? I'll beat you. It's fine, but uh, you're you're picking the tab up if when I do. Uh, and if I win, I don't uh, drag you into the brig for unsanctioned gambling and a drink and friendly conversation. I can give you the drink. I can give you a conversation, but I can't promise it's gonna be friendly. That's fair. And then she throws her arm up there. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to roll against the odds with him because he is definitely, definitely drunk. Though then okay. again, that could also be upper hand. No, it's not a fight. It's just pure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just arm. So I'm going to roll against the odds. He does have plus two to the muscle, though. So roll your muscle to contested. Oh, geez. That's terrible. Uh, I got a 12. Okay. He got a six. So uh, <laughs> describe what happens. <laughs> So, uh, Gwen is doing that whole thing where she's just holding him and it's her arms not moving Mm -hmm. and you're watching as he's trying harder and harder to get her hand to hit the countertop Mm -hmm. and his face is turning red. And then (gasps) she she waits until he looks like he's trying his real hard. And then she just slams it on the counter. Kind of looks up at you. Looks out of his hand. Looks like he's going to, oh, yeah. you're going to pay for that. And he kind of starts getting up and stumbles around a bit. But the lights kind of, the power kind of flickers here and there. It gets kind of dark and the sounds kind of go off. Miss Polly's like, she suddenly takes this like, this little wit, this switch she has. And she slaps it down right there on the, on the bar right in front of you. And she says, what? No harass my customers. She beat you fair and square. I was watching. Oh, thank you, Miss Polly. And she turns to you. She says, you don't go gambling in my establishment without I getting a cut. Now cut uh, me in. He promised a drink. Would you like the drink? It's my own. Alright. She holds the switch up at your face. Okay. You get one. You get just one. Got it. Thank you. Alright. And she kind of gives you a wink and she pulls out waits for Warren to get out of the way. Warren kind of wanders off. And then she kind of puts her drinks on the table. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I just, you got to be tough around him. You start asking, not acting nice and all that stuff. He gets the wrong idea. Here you go. And don't oh, go, you. don't go poking that bear. He'll throw you out in airlock. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. He next just... time you see him, you might want to lose to him about four or five times. Okay. Fair. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and then we'll go to Callum. Callum, what have you been doing this whole time? Uh, Callum's done a couple of things. Uh, first one okay. would be writing a message 
uh, to Brendan's grandparents. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> my reading brother, uh, telling them that Una and he are having a lovely time. They're missing working, you know, back at the, the estate. Um, and we did see Brendan. Didn't end up well. Nothing to do with us. Didn't touch him. Una wasn't even there. Okay. Really sorry, but getting by pigs. Um, end off with, hope to see you soon. You know, love. Mm-hmm. Bye. Uh, and then he's been taking one of these pigs, one of the piglets, and trying okay. to train it. All he right. calls it Maravig Ferig, which is a squirrel killer. And no matter what he does, he's tried and tried. And this little pig, who is absolutely adorable, will not do what he wants. He just plays with the squirrel. <laughs> with Fortuna? With Nikki's Fortuna? Okay. Yeah, with Fortuna. Fortuna rides it like a horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the pig just fucking loves it. And mm-hmm. seriously, the, the Fortuna's just always eyeing Callum's taking the piss. And Callum's too injured to do anything about it. Uh, right. And loves Marv too much to let Marv do anything to them. Uh, <laughs> and other than that, yeah. Uh, he wants to heal up. So then takes walks around the uh, yeah. uh, station. Yeah, there's and there is a there's sick bay. So we'll say Callum, you had you probably took the worst of I think anyone. So yeah, we'll say you go into the sick bay. Uh, there is a doctor in there. Uh, you can see there's also a bunch of these android like kind of nurse things that are just sort of there to kind of auto stitch. But you know from probably experience that they're not the most accurate with their stitching and they don't really care about whether or not it hurts. Uh, but you can see there's a there's a doctor Levi there. Uh, and she uh, she kind of comes over. She kind of takes a look at some of your wounds. She sees the bullets. She sees the stitches and stuff like that. And she's like, "All right, take a seat." She takes a big sweet, a big a big drag of smoke. It's gonna be a while. Uh, puts it out in the ashtray. It's very smoky inside here. And she comes wheels across the room on top of this kind of old cushiony like stool with wheels. It's got like a kind of brown rip leather. She kind of just starts stitching away. I'm not going to ask you how you got these, and I I don't want you telling me. Head's birthday party. What did I just tell you? I just said, don't. I started speaking before you finished. I'm sorry. Kid's birthday. That's a good one. That, yeah. that is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think. Wasn't it at the time? <laughs> Parent or kid who shot you? Oh, kid. Yeah, Couldn't take losing. We <laughs> and she's just kind of chuckling the whole time. You see, she like she like like kind of holds holds the the thread like where she's stitching you, and she just pulls out with like with this one hand, kind of puts two cigarettes in her mouth, just lights them both up, and she hands one over to you. Ah, mm. not eight things. Okay, she puts it back in her mouth, and she starts smoking too at the same time. Um, and then you notice Callum. The lights kind of just flicker and they just go out. Now suddenly, on the entire sick bay, there's no lights. Everything's dark. Freddy, Gwen, two of you are in uh, in the barrel house. So the lights just suddenly go off. The sounds of the jukebox becomes dead silent in there. You see a couple of emergency lights start popping up all around within the barrel house and within the greater promenade. Where would Elvis be at this point, you think, uh, Aaron? This is probably... Sh- Maybe an hour or so after you had your encounter by the uh, by the Elvis parade. would probably be um, up um, 
in the ceiling trying to find the main uh, data line <laughs> for the station so he can slice into it and put in transfer orders for Rocky okay. and payment thereof. That's his plan. He wants to get paid to free Rocky and get him on the ship. <laughs> so devious. So you're up in you're you're up crawling through the vents and there's like a hum to the station. Like you're crawling through these vents, you're fine like and, and there's a hum, there's a hum, there's a hum and while you don't necessarily have lights in here other than what you brought yourself. And so you kind of got your own little flashlight or whatever it is you're crawling around here and there. There is kind of like a vibration and a hum to the whole station that suddenly as you're climbing through, you're kind of going through these different junction boxes. Like that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. All of a sudden, that hum just just sputters, and it just goes silent, like strangely silent inside the vent. Back in the barrel house, Gwen, Freddie, you're together. Uh, Callum, the uh, the, med- the the medical bay, sick bay is near is close enough to the. It's like basically part of the big promenade, but it's not right next to the barrel house. But Gwen, Freddie, the two of you are here. The lights kind of come on. These emergency lights come on. Gwen, you look up and you see walking kind of into the barrel house as like people are kind of talking like, what, what the hell's going on? What the, what the hell's going on? Hey, Polly, what the hell's going on? Come on now. You know, everyone's kind of starting to complain here and there. You can see a couple people are moving outside, you know, of the barrel house. And they look at the whole promenade. It's dark. And you see a couple folks here and there starting to, you know, pop up these emergency lights. Gwen, you walk. You're like kind of looking around here. And then you just kind of finished up with your little situation with Miss Polly and with, uh, with Warren. And you look up and you see looking right at you. And you looking right back at him. No. Wesley Rook. Fuck. And he sees uh, you. Uh, if Freddie's right next to me, Gwen just goes, oh, fuck. Uh, and she's going to run back in the kitchens and she's going to try and get the, get the fuck out of here. Okay. Right as you're looking, right as you're saying, oh, fuck. All of a sudden, the emergency lights that had kicked in, those go out completely. And you no longer hear the hum of all of like the life support units, like there's no like the fans just suddenly wind down, and everything becomes really quiet, and then people start panicking. Gwen, you're gonna try to run away. Uh, go ahead and roll a savvy test. Roll at uh, roll it with uh, against the odds. Oh no. Uh, I rolled a six, a six, and a five. Okay, so uh, so you drop one of the sixes, but you're still fine. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All you need is an eight. Uh, so you you manage to remember as best you can the way to the kitchen. Is now there is only 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 light in here is basically people's screen lights on their little like mm-hmm. PDAs and things like that that are kind of popping up, adding some ambiance here and there. You hear Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn girl, you better come here. We have a lot to discuss. I'm very disappointed in you, Freddie. You hear this as well, but. Gwen, you make a run and yeah. you, you run behind the bar. There's this swing door that goes back to, you know, the kitchens. There's food that's served here, obviously. And so you mm-hmm. you just plunge into the kitchen. You hear the sounds of dishes just falling on the ground, cascading everywhere. And you hear some, what the hell? Uh, as you knock somebody over, as you storm through the kitchen in the dark, there are no lights in here. Someone's trying to, like, get an actual flame up. You can see they, they're kind of holding this up. Like, what the hell's going on? And... 
Like all like there's some food that's sizzling here, but you can tell that the fryers have kind of gone down, the oven's gone, no power whatsoever. Um Freddie, roll an observation test. Uh oh, against the yes. odds because of the darkness, but because of your your thing you get upper hand, so it'll cancel each other out and you can roll normal. It's all in the details. Uh that is a uh so observation is just straight? Just straight. Six. Two D six. Okay. You heard Gwen say, oh, fuck. And then the then all the emergency lights went out. Mm-hmm. And then you hear a man calling out for Gwendolyn. Uh, and very, in like a kind of a very sort of holier than thou tone. And like you kind of reach out for Gwen, who is probably not, you probably weren't right next to each other as you were playing darts and she was arm wrestling. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you're close enough that you could have seen each other. And you're like, you're like, Gwen, Gwen, you don't hear anything. So I'm going to say you didn't notice her run off into the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, What Freddie would want to do is she did not like the sound of that. Um, And it's still dark in here, right? It is very much so. Okay. Um, So Freddie would basically like to, um, I'm assuming there's some type of chair or stool or something yeah, Along you can easily feel around. There's plenty of those things around. Yeah, okay. that's not a problem. So shot, literal shot in the dark. She just wants to take this and chuck it in the direction of the voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> no roll. You can, that's something you can easily do. This is entirely random whether you actually hit him. Sure. Uh, so I'll say high or low. It can at least cause some chaos in the area that that person is. Uh, hi. Okay. So, okay. You hear someone scream out, "What the?" But it's not the same voice that was calling it. out for going. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Sorry, I rolled a two. Okay. <laughs> so, just to sort of set this up for everyone, everyone on the station is in slightly different places. Gwen, you're Gwen and Freddie, you're close. Callum, you're not too far away, and you probably would know where they abouts were. But all power has now gone out in the station. You can see all of the consoles and such within the sick bay have gone out. You can see the, you can kind of feel, you know, the woman kind of wheeled away from you, and you can hear her kind of type in and it's kind of slapping with, you know, slapping her her monitor and stuff. And she's like, "What? God damn! They just freaking is your encore. Always oh, cutting the damn corner. Come on now, this is ridiculous." Uh, but it's dark in here, completely dark. Uh, and Elvis, it's been dark where you were anyway. But you can tell something just went wrong. What do you guys want to do? Uh, Gwendolyn's going to continue to run to the ship. Okay. I mean, you're in the kitchen. Uh, so yeah, you would so have to go to get back out. out. Oh, there's no like back way out from... It's a kitchen building. on a space station. It's True. Okay. It's not an Applebee's. Oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> there's no back door to the alley. Yeah. <laughs> there's no alleyway <laughs> behind the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... You could be scrambling around uh, and looking for any any way like, out of here, but you realize very, very quickly there are two doors. One of them goes into some kind of freezer, and the other one goes back out. Oh, shit. Okay, so yeah, so she's going to have to go out and try and sneak out. Okay. You push the door open, and you can see that there is light, and there's you can see silhouettes of people moving about. There's light, but it's all of it. It's just like everyone kind of holding up their individual pans. Some people holding up lighters. You can see Miss Polly's kind of getting candles going. It looks like as well. 
uh, you like, but like not open flame candles, more like kind of these little electrical candles and things. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely lights that start to that start to to show up. Uh, roll an observation. Roll an observation check, Gwen. Um, you can roll it normal, I guess, because there's a little bit of light now. Uh, eight. Okay, you can see Freddy. Uh, she is she's not too far from where she was before. You can see that a scuffle is kind of broken out. Someone's kind of helping somebody else up. You do see Wesley. Uh, you also see that there is there are a couple people surrounding him. Now you would know that Wesley doesn't go anywhere yeah. alone. Nope. So he's got he's got people with him. He's got at least three or four people with him at all times, right? And so you yeah. can quickly see them. Um, however, when the door when you push the door open, you're kind of looking around, looking around. All of a sudden, your eyes lock once more, and he his eyes go. He just turns to the side and he says, "Gwendolyn Lockwood, come on out of that kitchen right now. We have a lot to discuss, dearie." Come on now, let's go. And Freddie, at this point, you can kind of see the voice. You see the who, where the voice is coming from. Uh, you didn't really give me a description of him, so I just sort of picked a. I'm, I'm no, dropping. That, a, that's perfect. Okay, so I'm just sort of dropping pictures of folks uh, just because I like having them, and I'm playing with Midjourney a lot lately. Uh, but you see, uh, you can see old old Wesley Rook. But you also notice, right standing next to him, there is. A person you don't recognize necessarily, like you can see, he's got his normal, his normal crew of you know bodyguards and things, all kind of dressed in this. Like he he makes them dress nicely, so they got suits on and ties and everything, almost like leisure suits. But then mm-hmm. there's this other fellow that's standing right next to him. He's got these kind of what almost look like like night vision goggles on, and he's kind of just looking around. Freddie, Gwen, both of you can roll a savvy test. This is just pure knowledge, just to see if maybe you can recognize who this fella is. Three, four, five, six, six. Freddie, you can do it too. Oh, did we lose Melissa? Has she been frozen like that for days? Uh, I think we lost Melissa. Oh, eight. There she is. Freddie got an eight. Okay. Uh, Freddie, you recognize this fella. This is a bounty hunter. Uh, it goes by the name, uh, it was, his name is Clyde Drexel, but some people just call him Deadlock. Clyde Deadlock Drexel. He works alone. Uh, he is not known to be a killer necessarily, uh, but he is, he is definitely known to be kind of like a bloodhound. He will find anyone and he will do anything for money. He has no qualms with doing any. He will find anyone, good reasons or bad. You see him right next to... Your husband there, Gwen. You wouldn't know who the guy is right now, but you see him standing yeah. right next to the fellow that's calling out for Gwendolyn. And they're like kind of exchanging words and quiet. And right when that happens, a fellow with those goggles starts moving in the direction of Gwen, as does one of Wesley's uh, Wesley's guards, two of them. And they're pushing through. They're like, Get out of the way, out of the way. Just kind of pushing people off to the side. Uh, what do the two of you do? Gwendolyn's going to quickly hop on our comms for the group. Um, Go to pop on your comms, and all you hear is <laughs> static. Oh, my God. Comms block. Uh, Freddy, that's my, that's my husband. He's going to kill me. So, Freddy, um, 
kind of going back to the first episode when we started, she's got some things that she's kind of got available to her, you know, kind of in her pockets, kind of always at the ready. Mm -hmm. um, first time it was a little like a pepper spray, kind of homemade pepper spray kind of a thing. Um, this time she is, so she's going to try to go around them and kind of get in front of them between where Freddie and Gwen is. And as she does it, she just wants to basically spill a little bit of like oil on the ground to try to like hamper their ability to make a straight line from where what they kind are. What kind of oil do you have? Is. What kind of oil are you carrying Cooking around oil. in your pockets? <laughs> You're just, carrying just a little, just like a not a ton, not a large oil. quantity, but just a little bit. She kind of does her improvised like weapon. High end, high end truffle oil. <laughs> <laughs> just truffle oil. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> Well, we got the pigs. Get the truffles. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> we have themes that are starting to come together. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and roll a savvy test. Okay. And let me know how you do. All right. Um, eight. Okay. Uh, so you spread a whole... Like you just right on the ground. Now it's very crowded in here. People are kind of panicking a bit as well. Like it, this, so it's not, this is not a clean situation. And so you're kind of bumping around. You're, you're doing your best to sort of like shoulder your way in between where the bar is, like the entrance that goes around the bar where Gwen now is as she was coming out of the kitchen. And you're trying to put yourself in between. You just sort of smother some, some oil on the ground. Uh, so this fella kind of moves up, okay, with the goggles, deadlock, Drexel. And uh, one of these uh, one of these goons of Wesley's. Uh, let me see how they do. Okay, you can see as the goon comes up and he's getting ready to push you out of the way. He's just like out, out of the way now, out of the way. There's a rook business here. They work, and he kind of pushes his he puts his hand on your shoulders, about ready to push you and lean into you. When he just kind of does a very comical slip and fall like right onto the ground. Uh, however, you notice that uh, Deadlock doesn't seem to have as much difficulty as he kind of looks down. You can see the goggles that he's wearing suddenly kind of shift their, their this that sort of reddish gaze. And he just kind of steps right over top of it and just moves past. And right now, Gwen, that Drexel fella is blocking the exit out from behind the bar into the regular okay. area of the barrel house. And he's coming right up on you. What would you like to do? And anything you do... You're welcome to do, but uh, just let me know. Um, there's not a second story in here, is there? Uh, what do you mean second story? Uh, like in the building. Uh, so it's a space station. Uh, you are in um, you're in a, a bar, not a very okay, big so bar with a small stage. Floor. There is the promenade, which has multiple levels, but this particular yeah. bar does not. No. Um, she's gonna leap over the bar, like okay. further away from him, and uh try and like run into the crowd of other people to try and get lost in the crowd okay uh go ahead and roll savvy test uh we'll see how you do and then he'll do something we don't need to go in the full no fine oh, no okay you hop remember up. you can spit you can spend heart to re-roll a die true. one for one that's true good point good reminder and you should be full back up on heart again yeah uh, I think I need to spend two. Let's re-roll them both. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Right, ten. Ten. Okay. You hop up. You get over. You bypass him entirely. 
Uh, now there's basically two different ways in. Like, so think of like, you know, think of it like a sort of like a diamond, and you can kind of go out either either side, the back side, the top part of the diamond, we'll call the bar and the kitchen area. And then there's like the bottom part of the diamond. It's just where people are sitting, where the stage is. And then on either sides, okay, bottom right, bottom left are their ways out. You can see over on one side, there's old Wesley. There is old, there is old, the love of your life, Wesley Rook, as mm-hmm. I say sarcastically. I'm presuming you're going to try to run the other direction. Yeah. Okay, so you start heading off in that direction. Freddie, you, as you kind of manage to take out one of these fellas, Deadlock kind of moves past, sees Gwen hop over the bar and start running. You watch as Deadlock holds up what looks like a Trank pistol and fires. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to give a quick roll here. Okay, eight on the dot. Uh, oh, this no. is Actually, wait, I got to roll a third die, don't I? Yeah, eight on the dot. Take four points of damage, Gwen, but it is a Trank pistol, so this won't kill okay. you. It'll just unconscious you if you go to zero. Hey, Pat, what's up? Thought you were thought you were running something today. Not till later. Uh, okay, right on. Okay. How you doing, Gwen? Uh, Four out of ten. Okay. Freddie, what do you want to do at this point? You've got one of these goons on the ground covered in truffle oil. Uh, you see Gwen making a break for it, uh, trying to get back out into the promenade. And you see she takes a shot in the back uh, from one of these drink pistols. Uh... Freddy is faster than she is strong. Uh, hmm? So Freddy wants to um, kind of run up next to Gwen and just try to help her with the escape and okay. support her as needed because she just got drank. So. The two of you then run out into the promenade. You can see there's there's sort of just open seating everywhere. There's like little noodle shops and coffee shops and things like that all around here. Consignment shops. Think of it like a, like a food court in a mall. Uh, in a way, and you can see all there's all this seating in between. There's people that are kind of milling about. There's no there's no proper lights out here, no emergency lights, no regular lights, but there are some. Again, the PDA people are holding up their own personal lights, and that's the only thing. Is you run out, you get about ten steps outside into this general seating area, and you hear the muted sound of what you think is gunfire. And we're gonna cut over to Elvis. Elvis, you're up in one of these vents. You're well high in the promenade. The promenade specifically, so that if you want to think about how this the, the, the shape of this station, think of it like a circle or the docking ring, and then in the center is the tower. And like there are all these different sort of connecting threads that go to the docking ring. And the promenade's in the bottom half of the tower. The top half of the tower is where you know that's like all sorts of Ishiran administration, the bridge of the of the station, uh, all sorts of things like that. So you're somewhere in those levels between the promenade and that upper part of the tower. So that's where you've been hiding around. You hear the sounds of gunfire. What would you well, have to do? This has got to be my lucky day. The lights go out, <laughs> gunfire. I've definitely got a chance to get Rocky out of here. Hold I let me get on the comms. I got to tell people that we're picking up a bounty, transport bounty. Uh, so, oh. hey, fellas, go, fellas. Put them on, and you hear something's jamming your comms. Well, son of a... So, uh, Elvis would try to hack into the system to see if the comms are being jammed, like, like basically the signal's being overwhelmed or whether or not... Somebody has isolated and locked out the communications hub. 
Okay. So you'll you'll have to find a console. Kind of start backtracking your way. So he he uh, actually flicks his own glasses and his lenses go red and he activates his night vision scanners perfect. as well. Nice. He's like, nice. All right. Okay. They they want to play games. You want to play games with all of us? We're gonna play some games with you too. Absolutely easy navigation for you as you work your way back down. You kind of hop down. You found some sort of like maintenance sort of some sort of maintenance area where like there are some consoles here. This isn't this is more for not for like you know that there's a whole separate group of maintenance on the docking ring, but that all has mm-hmm. to do with like ship repair. In here, this is more kind of the offices, like generic maintenance offices for anyone who's reporting problems like in the in the tower. And so you hop down inside. There's no one in here. There's only a, you know there's like there's like two desks in here with these 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 nice looking computers. You could go up to them. There is no power to them whatsoever. There's no power in here at all. Even more than that. When you go up to the electronic locks of the door, the door itself is jammed to the get out, the get back out towards the promenade. This is everything's kind of just shut down completely. You can get back up into the vent just fine, and as you try to get into the the systems, the uh, the computers themselves, no power at all. Well, that is cannot be very good for the station. That is a fact. Well, all right, I suppose I'm going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. He's going to make his way through the vents to get back out, back so he can jump down onto the promenade and make his way back to the security office. Okay. Climb on up. You go, uh, you, again, none of this requires rolls. Uh, and you're uh, basically using your memory to figure out exactly where is the best place to drop down. And that, And as you're kind of climbing through those vents and you're overlooking... What effectively is like a two to two and a half story large open area. There's uh, there's like the kind of seating area on the on the ground floor where the barrel house is and a couple of these other places are. And then on the second floor, there's like a balcony that overlooks that seating area and the barrel house and all that other stuff. And there's a few other services up here as well. And you know that somewhere up there on that second level is where the security offices actually are, where the constable's offices are. You get to one of these like vent openings and... When you look out, you see that there are a group of six people that have moved through the second floor. There's a couple bodies on the ground, and you can see that they are, they've got some bags. They got what looks like automatic weapons in their hand. Uh, they're all uh, kind of communicating. It sounds, like they're, it sounds like they're kind of communicating with one another just sort of in, in local proximity. Someone kind of comes out. You can see one of these kind of constables comes up as you're watching through the vents, and they're like, uh, "Hey, what's uh, what seems to be going on here?" It doesn't even get through the sentence before one of them just hands like points the the, the Uzi in their direction, <laughs> and all of a sudden he just drops and falls to the ground. What would you like to do? Well, I find this to be a very I'm a very nonviolent kind of person myself, so Elvis would uh. Quietly wait up there, twiddling his thumbs, taking a look at some sp- local sports on his net, wait till they get past. <laughs> okay. Like, no. they clearly, uh, as long as I don't see anybody that I know, I mean, he might yeah. be trying to pay attention to who these people are, because clearly there's going to be a bounty on them at some point, but he's not going to be doing anything about it right this moment. Observation check. Uh, against the odds is you're trying to look through the, the vents, but observation check to see if you kind of identify them. And... You're not five, getting three, a signal, by the way, three, on your four, so on your 
there's no net all like whatever's on your personal yeah. like if you have something saved to your personal like your personal pad like that's there but like trying to get signals to anything everything's being jammed no signals comms so he's, anything he's very he's 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 irritated by this but he's like you know I do have my favorite episode of Hogan's Heroes is saved to this thing, so I'll, I'll pull that up for a while. But he got a seven on, on his observation check, so he failed. Okay, yeah. you. They definitely look – they don't look they, – they, they have almost they, – like you see a lot, a lot of different like tats and such kind of around their neck, some of them on their faces here and there. Uh, they, they're, they're kind of – they're sort of giving you a little bit of a sense like – you. You think you've seen him at some point? Maybe scanning through some some bounties, maybe scanning through some news, but you just can't place it exactly. Plus, it's just too dark, and they're they're kind of looking away from you, so you can't really get a good a good look at them. Well, he All just conquers right. down in this vent, watching Sounds Clink, good. having a good time. Wait till they're past. Callum, we're come over to you. You have been sitting in the darkness of the med bay for a little while. Dr. Levi has been smoking up a storm. You see the occasional orange light of her cigarette kind of just gives you a little bit of light in here. And you hear the sounds of distant gunfire. What do you want to do? Well, Doc, I think I've got a birthday party to go to. So can we hurry this up? Uh, yeah, hang on. And it's hard to do. Hey, hold this. And she kind of just... Her, her own personal pad. It's like it's it's showing like no signal, but you're getting the light, and she, she's like, you can see the long ash of the cigarette. It's just growing and growing, just dropping down onto your onto your like knee or something. She's like, all right, you're just gonna get shot again, and then come back here and make me do it. But I'll just charge you double next time. But most folks, when I they hear gunfire, I'm... they hire hide in a corner. But yonder, young sir, yeah. So uh, you're all stitched up. Next thing I'll give you a tip. <laughs> so you're all stitched up. Uh, so the doors that kind of come in here, they're they're supposed to be automated. But when you go up to them, they don't automatically open. But you can easily kind of put your fingers in and just sort of kind of peel them out. You hear it now as you open the door. The, that gunfire is no longer muted. You hear the sounds of people screaming. It's dark out here. You hear the sounds of footsteps as people are running past you. You look off to the left lights here and there and there's a couple folks that are trying to access the lift like the actual central lift that might take them to one of the docking ring you know take them up and out to one of the docking mm-hmm. rings and they just it's not opening you look off to the right goes back towards the promenade what would you like to do i'd be heading towards the bar since i knew that's where okay so you most of those would be yeah you hang a right Take a couple steps. Some people are running past you, like pushing past you. Like you seem to be the only one walking in this direction. And when you get out into the promenade, you look around, roll an observation test. I already have my gun out, by the way. Okay. That's a six. Okay. You look around, you're looking for the signs of Freddy or Gwen. It's just, it's just not nearly enough light in here. It's bits and pieces, but you can't really see anybody. You do notice, however, up on the second story, like the second level balcony, you can see a handful of folks suddenly emerge on top of it. And you watch as one of them is like lifting up a sack and just throws it over the balcony and it goes landing splat in the middle of like where all of the the tables and chairs are. 
and people just start screaming, Freddy, Gwen, you're there. And you see a body has just been dropped. It is the, uh, it is the, the very constable figure that Elvis saw get shot through the vent and is now laying on the ground in front of you. And then you hear a voice come from up on the top. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be alarmed. Everyone, please come to the promenade quickly, quietly. If you're in one of the stores, come on out. No more people need to be hurt. Callum, Freddy, Gwen, you look up. You can see the figure. Go ahead and roll uh, an observation test. We are doing Die Hard, Callum. <laughs> and I'm in the vents. How the you hell are in the vents? <laughs> you're in the vents. You're McLean. Oh, my God. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. Uh, Callum, Freddy, or Gwen, yeah. Anyone pass? Nine. Two. All of you passed? Okay. Uh, All of you, now, as there's a little bit of light, as you look up, they're looking and they're speaking down towards you, all of you can feel like a little sort of bit of your heart just kind of sink down a little bit deep, as it is not the McGregors. It is not the Bennetts. But you see the uh, the daughter of one of the other major crime families that uh, function around the rim, the Wei Chens. And she oh, okay. is standing there looking down at you. She's got a gun in one hand, and she's got all sorts of groups of people, that like these, these, these hulking figures behind her. Uh, as she speaks down, now, now, everyone to the promenade. No one else needs to get hurt. You're not here to harm any of you. We have we have something that we need to retrieve from Mishiran Corps. And as long as none of you interfere with that, well all of you can can wake up tomorrow and in the safety of whatever beds you're you're calling comfort. But if any of you try to interfere at all, well you'll be like that constable down there. You'll be dead. You hear people starting to mumble. Some are like, ah, ah, and you see a couple of people start running, and you hear the sounds of gunfire starts erupting. It's closing in on the ground floor now. You see more of these groups of these kind of like mobs of Wei Chen folk are starting to just kind of corral folks into the promenade at this point. What would any, any of you like to do? Uh, Elvis, at this point, you see the vent is clear. You can see that they drag the body away, and so the vent is cl- like like right below you. They're no longer standing there. So he sticks his head a little out of the vent to try to get a better idea what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. You see, probably about thirty feet away from you, you can see that you're kind of a profile to them. The group that was standing at the top of the balcony are looking down on the promenade. She's giving this little speech. There is a massive hulking figure standing behind her. I'll roll, since everyone else got it right, I'll just assume at this point, now that you have a little better light, a little better vision, their faces are kind of turned, you're able to recognize the Wei Chen's, one of the other major crime families in the Rim uh, that have had run-ins with the Bennetts and the McGregors here and there. You recognize uh, Hu, which is the the woman. You recognize Han, which is her brother. Um, Han is known for being, he is... um, he is a violent man who, uh, but not one who necessarily is not like demented in the way that, that Edgar Bennett is, but he is a kind of a pit fighter and, uh, definitely enjoys the 
sort of a legal fighting ring circuit kind of deal. He's got a reputation about him. Uh, and you know that the the daughter, this, the, the, the woman who's speaking, is kind of the brains of the family. And uh, she is here. Then neither of them are the heads of the family, of course, but like they are, they are nonetheless siblings, like of the of the major family. Elvis pulls his head back up. He's like, "All right, now, so Rocky's probably better off in his cell right now. So we'll table Plan A, and we'll go, we'll go to Plan Z. I think we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to bypass the whole alphabet. We're going to Z. Can I get away from them and towards the docking rings in the vent system?" Uh, absolutely. You can certainly try. Go ahead and roll a savvy test as you're going to essentially, you're trying to navigate the circuitous Mm -hmm. vent system is basically what you're at. If anyone can do it, it's Elvis. Yeah, I got eight on the die, so a 10 in total. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, you, uh, it's going to take you a little bit of time to get there. Uh, but you... You're not getting any resistance as you're kind of climbing, you know, crawling through these vents. Periodically, you're hearing the sounds of of more gunfire, more shouting. They're all over the station, as far as you can tell. Uh, And even when you pass out of like the promenade range, you get near some of what are like like the hostels, hotels, motels, things like that. You're hearing the sounds of other people. You're hearing the sounds of people kind of whimpering and hiding and stuff here and there. Uh, But you're you're working your way towards towards the uh, towards the room. It should take you a little while, but you'll get there. He's thinking to himself, he's like, now, how do I engage the manual releases on the docking clamps? I know that it, there's, the process is in there. I just got to think about it. Because if I bust all the ships loose from the station and then get in the Belafonte, I'll just signal for reinforcements and nobody can get off the station. It'll take a little bit of time, but ah, what the hell? What else am I going to do with my day? <laughs> So I like how, by the way, this was not intentionally done. That both times, both major like situations, Elvis is by himself. <laughs> <laughs> not the intention. Uh, Freddie, Callum, Gwen, you're noticing they're kind of hurting a bunch of people. Others have, you can tell, are, are kind of holding wounds. Uh, Callum, you notice as the the doctor has gotten uh, has gotten taken out of her her med bay, and Gwen. You hear the voice of your husband, Wesley Ruck, come up behind you and say, I was so very worried, Gwendolyn. You you put me in such a state. So glad you're okay. You look at him and he's standing right behind you, like just a couple feet away. And and if Freddie's nearby, she witnesses like an immediate change in Gwen. And she's more trembling and she's just like, uh, I'm sorry, husband. Now, that's better. Now, let's just sit down and wait. These people have uh, have their things to do. And as long as we don't cause any trouble, I'm sure everything will just be fine. And if not, well, I'm sure I can negotiate with whichever one of these Cretans is in charge. Money has a way of convincing people to do anything. Sit down, Gwen, and tell me a little bit about what you've been doing these past few months. I'm very curious to hear. Uh, just exploring space. <laughs> exploring space. How adorable. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Hmm. Well, your mother, not that you have tried to contact her, is doing just fine, by the way. I've made sure that she has the, well... Not the best of 
best of support, but fair enough at least. Maybe, uh, maybe when this whole thing is over, you and I can go visit her. I'm sure she would love to see you. She's been asking about you every time I go to visit. And I've been going to visit often. Oh. Uh, whatever is best. Yes. Well, who knows best then, Gwendolyn? Who is it who knows best? You. Yes, I do. Good. And so, Freddy, you watch as he sits down, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn sits down with him. Suddenly, this, like, absolute change to her character. And she's can... she's silently crying, mm-hmm. uh, but but she's she's there. And so how crowded is this promenade? Is it like shoulder to shoulder people, or is it? Uh, not quite that crowded. Uh, I would say there's probably about once once everyone kind of gets herded in, there's maybe about thirty people here or so, maybe a little more. Uh, now that some of the guards and you notice too that. Some of these Wei Chen operatives are coming around and they're taking weapons. One after the other, taking weapons. Some people are, you know, are fighting. Some, you know, but you can see a, suddenly one of the long haul truckers gets decked, you know, or someone takes the sort of the side of one of the, the Uzis and smacks them across the side of the face. Uh, others who, uh, who are a little bit more troublesome kind of get knocked down to the ground and then beaten some more. Uh, but most people are just kind of giving it up, kind of doing whatever. Uh, but Freddie, as you're looking around, though, your observation, you have, it's all in the details. You notice that the, this guy, uh, who's speaking to Gwen has his goons around one of them who is wiping the oil off his, off his clothes at this point, but you don't notice the other one. The kind of, kind of shot Gwen. He's you're looking around and he seems to somehow have sort of disappeared into the chaos. Uh, does Freddy see Callum? Like, have we made eye contact and know that we're kind of... I'll say at this point, as everyone's getting herded and herded, yes. Like, you guys are all within eye shot of one another. Freddy, Callum, Gwen. Callum would be making his way over. Okay. Maybe sees what's happening again, trying to get behind Wesley. Okay. So you 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 see that, um, and you're trying to get behind Wesley? Like, like trying to sneak up behind him? Well, to uh, behind or to the side. Okay. Uh, the gun okay. has intimidation on it, so intimidation. Okay. Go ahead and roll savvy. That is nine. Okay. You get within about five feet, uh, and you see one of these fellas who are is in like a, like a, a leisure suit. It's like it looks it's the most absurd thing. It's got this kind of pastel coloring shirt. The collar is up and out and over the collar of the jacket without even like really blinking. Just suddenly pulls from within inside of their uh, inside their suit, pulls a gun out, kind of points it in your direction. You're a couple feet away still. And they say, that's close enough, sir. Right at your face. And you're a few feet away. Shoot the gun out his hand. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and do... <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Shit <Okay>. got real. <laughs> okay. So... Threatening a friend. Uh... I'll tell you what. Go ahead and roll uh, initiative. And then... What's the initiative again? Uh, it's D3, D3, D3 plus, plus savvy. savvy. Yeah. 
that's three. Oops, sorry, I should roll two of these. Drop the low, drop the higher, the savvy. Sorry, there, so you said three? Okay, you do yeah. get the shot off first. They have a two. Uh, so roll, uh, roll your attack. And since you're so specifically no, uh, trying, you're specifically trying to shoot the gun out of his hands. Do you have do you have precision on the gun? I know it's. I've got um, devil's right hand. Okay, so, so then roll just be normal. Against, won't go below. It's against the odds, though. Uh, if you don't have precision, tank on the gun. against the odds. Oh, that's right. So like you can't go. So it's just be normal. Yeah. Because you're you're a good shot. And that is eight. Okay, you pull the trigger of a gun in the middle of this crowded promenade. While there are several Wei Chen crime operatives that are currently going around and are de-weaponing people, you shot the gun out of his hand. And now what basically is going to happen is that all three of these goons are going to leap towards Callum. Actually, no, two of them will leap towards Callum. One of them will basically cover Wesley, like in, in sort of this protective this protective umbrella. Gwen, you watch this happen in front of you. Freddie, you watch, watch this happen in, in front of you. But as the gunshot goes out, you hear the sounds of, of these, these various like Wei Chen operatives are kind of shadowing towards one another. And like there's gunfire kind of going up in the air as they're trying to clear a path towards Callum. Um, Una would know what I would be doing. She wouldn't be surprised by this. Okay. Mm. That's you. I'm not sure that I know what is to do next, but in my character. Oh, but you would know. You would know how I would react. Yeah. Okay. That is the other. The other two lunge at Callum. Uh, So this is a mob, basically. So in in um, in Orbital Blues kind of parlance, there's there's basically three different kinds of NPCs. There's mobs which are kind of just groups of individuals like you almost like a swarm in a way and then there's um there's goons which is kind of what walter is which is somebody who has stats but they're not like the greatest at anything they don't have any gambits or anything like that and then there's marks and marks are people who are are kind of like pcs they have they have noticeable stats they can have very good stats and they might be, be able to actually have gambits and things like that. And they're used as like recurring characters that might come back. These are just mobs. Uh, but the mob rule specifically is that they, you know, they all kind of go on the same initiative. So even though there's three of them, they're not getting three different attacks. They all kind of do one single one single attack. Uh, so they're both going to lunge at you. Um, okay, oh, five yeah. feet away. Yeah, they're going to lunge at you. I, Five feet's close enough for them to, to get to you in a in the in initiative turn. So they're gonna roll and they're coming at you as like you can see they kind of pull these but like these kind of sticks out of their like these baton sticks out of them as since you shot away one of his guns. Okay. But they will roll extraordinarily poorly, uh, as that'll be a total of six as they come at you, but you manage to kind of you hold your forearm up, you feel the baton kind of the, the stun baton just crash against your forearm. The other one kind of swings down at your legs, uh, but doesn't quite, you know, they don't, don't quite make it. You step a little bit to the side and he doesn't quite miss. And now there's a scuffle. Freddie, what do you want to do? Before the Weichens do something, Freddy what would you like to do, Freddie? going to need to join into the scuffle okay. um, at this point. So, um, so melee weapons, uh, so just for combat initiative, melee weapons are considered faster than guns so the initiative mm-hmm. roll is an upper hand um so i got a three plus two is a five for my initiative okay 
That all um, happened on the next one. This is all kind of happening. Like, cause I always find like the transition into initiative. I don't like to be like Callum just said what he wanted to do. So we're starting with Callum, but like on the second round, we'll go with that. Sure. Um, but you um, can just take an action. So what I want to do is I want to come. <laughs> I, I just got the vision of Freddie sticking her chef knife in, uh, in Wesley Rook's ear. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> just oh, like God. Hunter game. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Wesley is being, uh, covered at the moment. So what Freddie wants to do with her knife is she wants to go after like the Achilles of the guy that Callum just shot. Okay. Uh, are you going after the Achilles for flavor or are you, are you actually calling the shot on it? Flavor. Okay. All right. That's kind fine. of where uh, I'm angling. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Cause like there is like a, like a precision tag to yeah, a trait to yeah. weapons that, you know, that takes away against the Oz. Okay, so roll your attack, roll muscle. Okay. Um, muscle is zero, there. just for everyone watching at home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, I've got a once per combat thing. I'll, I'll hold on to it. Um, all right, that is an eight. Okay, eight is definitely good. Uh, what's the damage you do? Remember, you roll three d six, and you take the higher. Oh, that's right. You take, I forgot. You, you make the, you make two two dice have to hit eight for you to hit, and then the third dice is your damage. All right. Uh, sorry, I rolled the third dice. Uh, that is eight. What was the minimum I needed to hit? With seven. Eight is always to hit. Yeah, they don't have any armor, eight. so okay. it's just eight. Five. You did five points of damage. Yep. Okay, so the way mobs work is that. When you do four plus damage to a mob, you reduce the mob size by one. So effectively, Freddy, you slash down at the Achilles. Their leg just goes, like the foot just goes limp and he screams out in pain. And he does another one of those almost comical slip fall. But this time he's writhing around in total agony as you just cut cut through his Achilles and he's screaming in pain. It's at this point... You all, all of you see that the, the wage ends are muscling through. Gunshots are going up in the air. People are getting pushed off to the side and they're kind of shouting at you because like you guys are in the center of this promenade where all this is happening. Gwen, you haven't gone yet, so I want to give you an opportunity to go and then I'm going to give Wesley an opportunity to do something as well. Uh, Gwen's going to try and just work her way through the crowd to get as far away as possible. Okay, so you want to try, you want to, try to, uh, to escape, to flee? Yeah, but not like where I'm going to get shot by the way Chen's, but like get, get away from Wesley. So there's not necessarily any particular way you can guarantee not getting shot by the people who are currently taking over the station, but uh-huh. uh, you can certainly try to stealthily move away uh, yeah. and, that, and we'll see whether or not that is successful for you. Okay. Uh, so roll savvy. Uh, and again, if you have any gambits or if you think there's anything situationally that would give you upper hand or something, just call it out. Like, I'm not always going to think of it. So you're always okay. welcome to make the argument. Uh, oh, my God. I need to spend heart. Um, That's also your health. So when they do inevitably shoot you, just remember that all that exertion yeah. Yeah. is the reason you're dead. Well, I mean, I did take four from the dark gun. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was non-lethal. The Weichens are not yeah. firing non-lethal guns. I still need to do it. No, go right ahead. What does that leave you for a heart? Two. I, I rolled two oh, ones. Actually. 
But you only die if you roll then under your blues. Otherwise, you'll come back to life anyway. Seven, eight, so nine, ten. Okay. So you got your ten. You sneak off. Uh, so it'll be contested against, like, they're going to try to look for yeah. you, obviously, on their observation, but they don't get to add anything to their observation. Okay. Then Wesley will kind of shove his, like, his protector off of him, and he'll see that you're gone. Gwendolyn? Gwendolyn? Where have you gone? Gwendolyn? And he's looking around for you, so I'm just going to have him spend his turn looking for you. With his observation, I rolled. Yeah. I rolled snake eyes. So he I'm does playing. Not. I'm playing on my blues. She so runs. He's, so he is panicking. Oh my dear. Oh my, my sweet Gwendolyn. Where are you? Where are you? Oh goodness, you Cretans! You Cretans! And he's kind of pointing out in the directions of the way. Chance. I want to talk to your supervisor right now. Who's in charge here? Who's in charge? Uh, and then uh, the way Chens are going to come up at this point. They're going to look at the ground where there's a man kind of writhing, blood is beginning to pour out of his leg. He sees Wesley kind of like screaming at this time. And there's a whole, and again, another mob group is coming up. So there's a group of these Weichens, a little bit bigger. These actually have like, there's like five of them that are now coming in. And they're sort of spreading out. They see they see the knife in Freddy's hand. They see the, they see the body on the ground, the blood on the ground. Callum, you're wrestling with one of the other ones still. And like the two of you... St- like kind of look and you can see you're kind of getting pushed aside as someone one of these big old guys just comes between the two of you and just kind of pushes you off another one reaches out towards freddy looks at the knife and they put their hand out their hands out open palm towards you and then with their other hand they hold the uzi up to your face knife gets handed over and you take it from What's you the it's a, of me knowing the a daughter? twirl and a flourish but it does get handed over <laughs> I would say anyone might know the daughter by reputation. The chance of you knowing, um, having met, hmm, hmm. I'll give you. I'll tell you what. Roll. Uh, you can do this in Foundry. I'll say I'll give you like a thirty percent chance. So roll a D one hundred. If you get thirty or under, we'll say you have met her. You have met who? Um, hold on. Which and Foundry. Uh, D100. There we go. Nah. No. Uh, you know her by. You certainly know her by reputation. Uh, you've you've never had the McGrickers and the Weichens and the the Bennets and there's relationships here and there, but there have been very <laughs> salty try. relationships recently. Things have not been going well, as the whole outer rim has. It definitely feels like even though peacetime, it's been peacetime for the last few years, we're kind of getting to that point where the feeling is as the younger generations are starting to kind of take over or try to pull the reins and from die. the things are gonna get a little little testy. Okay, so Freddie, you hand over the knife. The guy who he looks down at the the guy writhing around, he looks up at you, he looks at the knife, and then he just goes <laughs> and just shoots the guy on the ground and he's just laying there. Callum, you're kind of separated from the other guy. What do you want to do in this situation? Um, Callum would have his gun on his finger. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the handle pointing out the way. Okay. And and the guy them... takes it, asks for a receipt. <laughs> so he grabs that. <laughs> and he asks for a receipt. And he just chuckles. You just used to see him, see him chuckle. <laughs> Smile as well. Sure, you'll, you'll get a receipt. You'll get a receipt. <laughs> and kind of takes your gun away, 
pushes the other guy kind of down to the ground on top of the the now dead Achilles tendon uh, cut man and kind of want, go, kind of goes through his jacket. You see, he pulls out a baton, pulls out what looks like a nine millimeter pistol, and they they cut, they're just going through and getting everyone's weapons. Uh, Gwen, you rolled a ten on your observation. Uh, um, now on my stealth savvy. On your savvy, excuse me. Yeah. And then Wesley rolls a snake eyes and is panicking because he can't find you. And he's calling out for these gangsters' supervisor. Uh, and then let's see if any of the Wei Chen's see you. That's a much better roll. But unfortunately, it is not a 10. Nine is very good, uh, but you're 10. You slip away. Thank God. You Yay. do, in fact, slip away. Not only that, you slip out from the promenade... You slip back into one of these emptied, emptied uh, storefronts. Okay, so uh-huh. everything's kind of everyone's been funneled out, and you slip right back in, and no one sees it. The the what, everything that was happening in the middle of the promenade, Wesley shouting, guns going off, Freddie cutting somebody, Callum shooting the gun out of the guy's hand, all of that caused enough of a distraction for you to get away. What do you want to do, Gwen? Um. Would would uh, I'd have to obviously leave the storefront to be able to go to the um, where the ship is located. Roll an observation check. Uh, observations flat. I just got a seven. Okay, uh, you have no idea how to get there, uh, uh-huh. but you do see. I mean, like they're not hidden, but you do see that there are vents in the in in the room, like just basic. Okay. Basic environmental vents. Uh, you have no idea the layout, how circuitous it might be. It's just not your thing. But maybe she's gonna try. <laughs> yeah, she's okay. she's desperate. So <laughs> climb into one of these vents. We'll cut over to our other vent, uh, our vent monkey. I what am we- racking up blues today. Let me just <laughs> yep. tell you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, Elvis, so you've been you've been climbing for a bit. You no longer hear the sounds of gunfire, and you're gonna come up to uh, what looks like like. So let me try to describe the station again. There's kind of a, the the tower in the center, and then there's like the the ring kind of goes around it, and then there's these spokes mm-hmm. like that kind of go out towards the ring, and so you reach over towards. You kind of get to the far extent as you could in the tower. You find an open, you find an open vent. You look down, and you see one of those, uh, one of those open shafts, those those doorways that uh, that once kind of the airlocks open up, you can follow down and take a, take one of those spokes out towards the ring. You don't see anyone guarding it, and then as you look around, you don't you don't see anyone here. Like there's no obvious signs of anyone guarding the door that would take you through one of those one of those spokes to get to the ring. And Elvis is thinking about he's like, there was that time that I was in the Camp 14 orbital correction facility and I was having to make my way out to do a do something just like this. I think if I get down in that scope. I know where those me- mechanical decouplers are going to be for those ships. I think I can get this to work. It, it worked last time. I made a slightly different configuration, but uh, stop thinking so much, Elvis, and just get to the doing. So he uh, he starts to move his way, move his move the way into the spoke. Okay, so roll a savvy test because 
there's no power. These these airlocks are powered, and so you're just trying to figure out a way to manipulate this this door open without it being under power. The normal yeah. kind of interface like pad. There's definitely this. I'm gonna take this pad off, and there's gonna be a a manual release back there because I mean mm-hmm. you gotta have a manual release for an airlock. It's a safety feature. You, it's a God corporate sake. station. You can't possibly not have that here. You can't possibly not have that here. I got an eight on the die. By a 10 in total. Uh, 10 on the die. Uh, very quickly. 10 in total. 10 in total. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when we say 10 on the die, by the way, everyone, we know we're rolling. We're just saying that's the that's the natural total. You, It's only D6s in the game. You, you roll anywhere between 2D6 and 4D6 for like every check in this game. Uh, so you kind of slide you know, one of your tools behind, maybe a knife, maybe a screwdriver, whatever it is, pop the, pop the panel off, and you peel back some of the circuitry and you reach behind you're looking you're looking you're looking you're feeling around and all of a sudden you your hand grasps right on top of the the manual release you pull and you hear and so a little a little bit opens up uh, and you're able to put your hands in and kind of just just put a little muscle into it and you're able to push it open and you can see there's now this long spoke this long tunnel there's essentially viewing windows on either side, there's the ground down the middle. Uh, you can tell there's also, much like an airport, there are these uh, like kind of escalator pads, these walkway paths to accelerate cargo. that's kind of moving from the, from the docking ring interior, but those aren't functioning. There's no power here either. There's no running lights at all. The only lights you're seeing are like, it's kind of starlight and what looks like lights on various ships that are kind of docked and coupled here and there. But otherwise, it's a very dark path. You've got your own. You don't see anyone in here. You got to push and you you move through. No issues at all getting to the other side. And you have to do the same thing at the other end, which you don't have to roll again. You know how to do it. Door opens up and you see once more just darkness in front of you as you have reached the docking ring and he looks carefully both directions to see if there's any guards floating in the immediate vicinity of where he comes out okay oh i should also say one other thing once the door once you open the door you feel uh that the gravity has been messed with in the docking ring as you suddenly go kind of, you just go weightless a little bit. You just sort of lift up off the ground. But roll that observation check as you look around. This is going to be fantastic. I can move much faster at zero G. Uh, that's a six. So uh, I will uh, spend one heart to re-roll the one die. That's better. Uh, an 11. Okay. Uh, you don't initially see anyone uh, either direction on the curve, but you hear something. You hear, and then suddenly off to your right, you see what looks like a shadow from light is being cast along one of the walls. You see what looks like one of the the docking, uh, like a like the interior docking airlock. You know that you have to go through that. You get to another one, and then eventually it'll be coupled into a, a ship. You can see there's a group of people that have now reached that, but they look like just like more of those Wei Chen folks that are there. But they also have mag boots as they're moving about. And you can see there's just debris, there's cargo that's been unmoored and started to kind of just sort of go weightless here as well. Um, 
off to the left, it seems dark. You don't see anything necessarily. Do, so when, I, when I'm observing what they're doing, being a security expert, does it look like they're decoupling the ships from the ring? Uh, with an observation, you rolled pretty well with observation. Um, you see that they are actually opening, like they open up the airlock, the, the interior airlock on the ring, and you can see they go inside. They are carrying something. Like you're seeing that they're carrying like equipment with them. And if you sit around and you wait for a moment, like for a few minutes, and you just kind of kind of spy them for a bit or kind of float up and hide behind some large chunk of, of cargo as you're just kind of peeking down, you see that as they go through one of those airlocks, they're gone for five or ten minutes. They come back out, and they do not have like that that sort of package anymore. Then you look off, and you see that one of them has what looks like some kind of like conveyor that they've been pushing along that has all these different packages. So like they're almost delivering hmm. something to each airlock. I say that cannot be very good for us. Now is the Belafonte (laughs) in the direction they're coming from, or is it the opposite direction? Uh, Pick high or low and then, you know, roll a D 100 or something. Let's, let's go high. Okay. And let's see what we can get here. High. It's to the left and away from them. You know, that's the good way. And then. No, that's bad. Yeah, that's so bad. They are. You have to go through them. Now it is a ring, so eventually you can get all the way around. But that does mean you have to go all the way around. So what Elvis will do is he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna jettison himself up to the ceiling, okay. And then he is going to quick crawl along the ceiling until he is no longer in visible range of them, and he's gonna go to the first docking, uh, docking. Um, airlock that he can find past the well past them and he's going to try to break onto whatever ship is docked there because you're trying to bypass them right you're going past no, them, no. trying to no no i'm going the opposite direction yeah no 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 i'm going the opposite direction um he just wants to he, i want to get out of sight of them you know okay. put a couple hundred yards sure maybe three or four docking bays past yeah them, and then try to break onto a ship. So if they're if they're at like the one o'clock dock, you're going to go to like you know the ten o'clock or something, right? Right. Yeah, right, I, I'm right. following. Uh, since you're going the opposite direction, you don't have to worry about rolling the stealth uh, for savvy. Um, so you you kind of push through. It gets dark again. You got your night vision goggles. You got, you're kind of toggled on, so it's a lot easier for you to, to to move. Eventually, you do come to we'll say like the third airlock away from them or so. Right. And I'm checking through the windows. I'm looking at these ships as I'm going by. So I'm looking for something that, you know, either like a bounty hunter ship or something maneuverable, something that uh, I can make some use of. Okay. Or better yet, the Wing Chun ship. Okay. You uh, So you find a ship. Uh, and you look out, and you, see, you know, you look out the sort of viewing port. And you can see I'm treating it almost like an airport terminal, how you can kind of Mm -hmm. look out and you can see the ship eventually. So I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what we're going with. But you see a pretty nice looking ship out there. Uh, Much better quality than the, uh, than the old, uh, the Belafonte looks to be uh, well-kept. It looks to be in kind of high end, definitely newer model. Uh, I won't make you re-roll again to do the, like you already know how to do Mm -hmm. the, the sort of bypass. So you do that. You don't, it looks like they haven't got here yet. From what you would be able to conclude, they're kind of sweeping around, and they just haven't gotten to this one yet. And so you're able to sort of kind of sneak in first. Now, what I will have you roll is now you're trying to get onto someone's ship. They have their yep. own security measures. Now you're going to have to roll to get onto that. 
Well, Jethro, I mean, he's already doing hack and he's thinking to himself, yeah, I could definitely get into the ship and then get it going, but I've got to make sure that my bio dent reads back to Jethro Lipowitz. That's 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 the idea I've got to use for that because that Warren guy was a complete tool. Jethro. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I got a 14. Well, because I get to roll with uh, with the uh, upper hand. With the upper hand, so uh, gotcha. I dropped the lower uh, and I got a 14 in total. Okay, you you get onto the ship. Uh, Airlock closes behind you. Uh, it is just as nice on the inside as on the outside. This is like a, it's like a VIP shuttle of some kind. Like you can tell, like this is some fancy stuff. You don't see Isharon branding though. It's not an enormous ship. It's certainly not as big as like your hunk of junk with the the Belafonte, mm-hmm. but everything is is well maintained, well kept. You hear voices. You hear them, but they're they're not talking about you. You can you can hear some panicked voices, and you're like, you're like, I uh, you see you see uh, uh, hello, uh, Mr. Rook, Mr. Rook, hello. Yeah, I, I can't I can't get him. He's just not answering his comps. I'm just I'm just getting feedback. Now, does Elvis put two and two together about Miss? Would would he recognize Mr. Rook? That's up to Gwen. Gwen. Gwen has how, how told much would you, Elvis okay. and um, Nikki his full name. Okay, so you absolutely would. Okay, so he just walks under the cockpit then. Hey, okay. hey, Mr. Rook they, sent me. They turn around, they look at you, and they're like, "What? Who? Who are you?" I'm I'm a I'm an associate of Gwen's. They're back together again, but but the whole station's been taken over by the Wing Chung. <laughs> The way chins, that is. The way chins. <laughs> no, I think that's what Elvis says. That's what I, no, well, Elvis. Oh goodness. Uh, I'll tell you what. Roll, uh, roll savvy, but you could take it. You can take upper hand with this as you drop some. You drop some names. Okay, so a five and a three is eight. So ten on ten in total. And they're like, they use their eyes going to go wide. Wait, Jen's it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Now I need I need security override for the for the shuttle, and I need you. To uh, everybody needs to get in vac suits right away. Okay. We've got to do a rescue mission. Hurry, come on, get the vac okay. suits out. Okay, 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 Give okay. Give me security override for the, sh- for, the security. for the ship. Uh, and he just he calls out uh, eight two six five four, and then he kind of he kind of goes off. Give me a vac suit up here. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Calm down, man. Calm down. Hey, 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 hey. Where's, where's where is where is rest? Where is he at? Where's Mister Rook? We are, gonna, we are going to rescue him. They're, they're on the promenade, but I've got a, I've got a plan. He sent me here to get okay. the shuttle. I got oh. a plan. Get me a okay. vac suit. Okay, Mister. Okay, and so they go off, come back, and like you know, we'll say they're gone for maybe five minutes at most. Is there anything you're doing while they step out? Like uh, they step out? Oh, of the yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally hacking into the to the ship's system. Um, okay, and I am putting the uh, my bio dent in as as, <laughs> as Jethro. Um, and I'm trying to use the ship sensors to locate uh, the Wei Chen's ship along the docking ring. Okay. Uh, so I'll say go ahead and roll savvy uh, for all of that. It's fine. Ooh, I'm going to spend a heart to re-roll one die. An 11 in total. Okay. Uh, you do not pick up any 
Like as you're looking around, like you're able to do the, the indent just fine, no problem. Uh, poor Jethro, but you don't notice any Wei Chen ships that are docked. You do, however, pick up two ships that are in sort of close proximity of the station, but they are not docked to the to the ring, and they are kind of flagging kind of a similar ident that you would expect from Wei Chen. Are Wei they Chen like? Attack ships, frigates. Uh, they, I mean, they. One of them seems to be more of a kind of shuttle, and the second one does does definitely have significant weaponry uh, on it. This is fantastic. Hey, uh, the escape pods on this thing, right? Uh, for for Mister Rook, there is yes, and and yeah. uh, for for Mrs. Rook. Yeah, absolutely. Get in those. No, I. Uh, no, no, you're no, not going to escape. I know they're for them. But this is part of the plan. Listen, you got to react fast to this here. Get okay. in the escape pods. Okay, okay, okay. And so you can see the couple of guys are like kind of looking at each other. Like, hustle, hustle, hustle. Okay, I gotta okay, my okay. Vaccine on. We got to be ready to go as soon as I'm in. Are you coming in too? No, no, you're going in. I'm taking the ship. We're going to meet back around the other side, but you got to take the escape pods. They got to see the escape pods come out. Then they're going to think people are trying to escape. That's going to give me my window to get the, get to get the, to Mr. Rook and Mrs. Rook. Okay, so then they're like they're they're strapping into the escape pods. They're like, but wait, if they see us try to escape, I'm punching. Aren't they going to shoot? Them? <laughs> <laughs> and then, within just like seconds, all of a sudden, as the escape pods get shot down, that's unfortunate uh, for them. So, what uh, what Elvis is going to do is he's going to fire up the main engines of this uh, luxury shuttle, and he is going to plot a intercept course with the way. With the Wing Chung's uh, primary battleship, uh, and then he is going to uh, remote access it from his comms, and he is going to spacewalk back to the ring, and he is going to then ignite the engines and use it as a giant torpedo against the Wei Chung ship. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of steps into there. Uh, whether that works out the way you think it doesn't, I think what you control is you could set the. The autopilot, yep, you know, yep, auto yep. autopilot, and you just, can hop out and do the thing. Absolutely, all of that I think can be done. Just gonna try to missile it. So yeah, you try to missile it. That's perfectly fine. So we see a little montage of Elvis put, you know, putting the suit on. He's layering out the, uh, you know, he's kind of inputting all the commands and such. And then you see him kind of get into the airlock. You hop out of the airlock as the ship starts detaching, decoupling from the ring. And starts piloting out, and you're spacewalking back. He's like, and thank God, you know, Rocky, that that fellow that I'm going to get out of there, he's the guy who actually, ta- if you all remember from episode one, he's the guy who actually taught me how to use a vac suit. God bless well, Rocky. Go. So let's go back to the promenade where Freddie and Callum are now. <laughs> you mean the place that Elvis just left on a ship and isn't with anymore? Like... Well, no, he's coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> so he says. It's, no, he is. I mean, he's floating he's in space talking. right now as he's, he's spacewalking back to the like, station. <laughs> he's coming back to the station. Well, he's going to come back to another ship at least. Yeah. Whether he comes yeah. back to the station or not, who knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair, too. Uh, Lords and ladies of fate, thank you very much for the raid. Uh, we are playing some Portable Blues tonight. Uh, space Western nonsense. Uh, there was a currently a diehard situation going on on uh, Cisco station. <laughs> uh, Elvis Coltrane is uh, playing the role of, uh, of John McClane. And Who's then, uh, oh, so Elvis is barefoot. 
Yeah, but I think <laughs> Elvis. Yeah, and then Gwen. I think at this point we'll call you. Uh, you'll 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 be uh, you'll be Mr. Winslow out uh, out in the parking lot because you're you're free too. But Freddie and Callum, well, one of you is. I'm uh, Holly. You're Holly. Well, Freddie, I feel bad for you because you know who that makes you. Yes, I do. Hans, Bubby. <laughs> I had a friend in. Uh, and, uh, when I was going to go to college, looks exactly like that guy. Looks exactly like that guy. And that used to be like his like profile pic on everything. He would used to send that stuff in all the time. Uh, okay, we are back in the promenade now, where Freddie and Callum now are here, as long along with Wesley. Uh, uh, and you do not see Gwen any any longer. You've gotten you've gotten stripped of your weapons. Uh, if you have anything concealable, by the way. You could try to conceal it. Don't forget that there is a, a concealable weapon a weapon tag. Callum, you, yours was, I would say, the, whatever you had out, the gun and the knife, that's Name out. Name is intimidating. That's not. Okay. Yeah, but if there's anything else Freddy, you can her, her knife was concealable, except when it's out and slicing someone's Achilles, it is no longer concealed. You did a very good job of it, though. So what would the two of you be doing at this point? I know complicated situation, but what would you like to try to do? Let me move over to Freddy. And I think Freddie is just scratching her head because Gwen was there and then Gwen wasn't there. And so like, there's sort of just that. I do think you did notice, though, that Gwen was just frantically running. Do, you uh, need, do I need to roll to see if I noticed? Uh, I was a little busy being. Uh, I'll say you saw her dip away from the table for sure. If you want to see which shop she dipped into uh go ahead and roll observation okay it's all in the details Uh upper hands uh that is a 13 okay uh you saw gwen dip into a consignment shop to kind of like a, a resale general store um it's essentially just a bunch of you know useful travel items people resell here and there uh it's the equivalent. It's like the equivalent of a general store. Um, you saw her dip into that. Okay. So would Freddie be able to whisper to Callum without being overheard? Like if we kind of back ourselves away. Once they took once they took the weapons away for you, uh, the you can see the the these this mob of Wei Chen's uh, Wei Chen operatives start kind of moving around, and you can tell that there's a couple up on the up on the balcony. You don't see the the speaker anymore. She's gone. Like who? Mm-hmm. And you don't see the large brother who you would know as like the fighter. That's Han. You don't see either of them anymore. You just see like basically they're, they're foot soldiers, right? Kind of all around here. Uh, you, you can, you can tell that there's at least, there's gotta be at least eight maybe that you can see easily. You're not sure if a couple others might be hiding, but a couple of them are up on the balcony kind of looking down. And a few of them are just sort of surrounding the promenade area here. And they're all just kind of watching. And occasionally they're kind of getting up in someone's face or, you know, something that's a hostage situation. Essentially, you guys are kind of being held hostage here. Um, It doesn't mean you can't try to do something though. You're here. Freddie is going to whisper to Callum uh, and just uh, like without, definitely without pointing, um, She's just going to whisper. So I saw Gwen go out that way uh, to that uh, empty office space or the shop space. Thinking if we want to sneak out, maybe we sneak, sneak out the other direction. So if anybody does see us, if they knew we were together, they don't think we all went the same way. What do you think? Sounds good. 
Where's Nikki, Elvis? Freddie, you know that Nikki got dragged away towards the brig at some point. Uh, yeah. Don't you don't know where Elvis was? I would say. Yeah. Not uh, Nikki's in probably stealing a ship. That's a safe bet. I have no idea where he was. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are we going separate ways, or should I make a commotion and you can escape? I think we should both try to get out. Wouldn't want to leave it here, but not both at the same time, probably. You go first, then. I'll keep an eye. All right, Freddie wants to see if she can uh, sneak out. Okay, Callum, are you going to make a distraction for her and give her, you know, upper hand, or, or are you or are you guys both sneaking and kind of going in different? I'll directions? make it. No, I'll give a distraction. Okay, describe your distraction. What would you, what would what would Callum be doing? Where's Wesley? Wesley is at is at the table, and you can see the he's got what looks like the two surviving people. One one of the guys who you, you shot the the gun out, the other one was like his his personal umbrella, and then there's the third guy on the ground who's dead. Uh, but he is basically being held in place. Each of them have a hand on their shoulder, and they're kind trying to calm him down as he's screaming out, "I I want to see your." Supervisor, who's in charge here? I am sure we can work something out. Come, do you know who I am? And he's just kind of calling out. And they're like, sir, sir, we need you to be quiet. Uh, doesn't look like they they want to hurt us. Maybe don't give them reason to. Oh, ball bag. Wesley. Yes, what? Uh, you, um, yes, you know my Gwendolyn. I, I, I saw oh, it in I your eyes. I saw it in your eyes. Where is she? Seriously, mate. You need to give it up. No. Well, oh, wait, James. What? This guy's got some bounties out on you. No. What? Uh, and you see one of them kind of looks over, kind of hears you, as you kind of shout out, and you kind of point over towards Wesley. And they, no, I... Bounties. Goodness, no. I, this rich uh, fucker. It, I, I... Excuse me. My name is Wesley Rook. Of Rook Industries. Excuse me. Yes, please. And you can see like one of the Wei Chen officers like kind of walking up towards towards him here and there. And it's like, yes, yes. Finally, finally someone could talk to me. Now listen, I am sure that whoever it is that you people are working for is very important. But I, I can assure you, am far more important. And the guy just punches him right in the face. And you can kind of tell at a moment, like his guards are kind of like, oh, they lean back at just <laughs> the right time. They see they're just doing their job. <laughs> they kind of lean back. Guy gets put. Oh, 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 how great is Um, Freddie, go ahead and make your go ahead and make your your savvy stealth roll to get out of here. Uh, take uh, upper hand for Callum's yeah. wonderful theatrics. That was a great distraction. And how's my roll? Upper hand. That is a twelve. Uh, okay. Uh. Well, I mean, they. I'm gonna roll their observation against the odds to sort of couple with this. So we'll sure. throw up that uh, seven. That's a fail. Uh, you slip into the consignment shop. When you get in there, you notice there is a vent that is dislodged. Uh, it looks like it was like taken off and then hastily put on from the inside. So you can see it's not like anchored in properly. Um, but you don't see Gwen at all. But I mean, you can put two and two together. She's probably she's probably in the vents. All right, uh, Freddie will find something to hoist yourself up. Hmm. 
Uh, so you hoist yourself up. You head into the you head into the vent. Oh, we're gonna go back to Callum really quick as as like the Wei Chen guy kind of roughs him up a little bit and he's bleeding and he's like, oh, oh goodness, this is just oh god, I hate the rim. Oh, I hate it here. I'm going back in. And he kind of points up at you. Are you are you her new boy? Are you her new boy? And he kind of spits blood. Oh yes, I know her. Her last boy. Shall I tell you what I did to him? Shall I tell you what I'll do to you? I have him. You watch them because that seems like the sort of thing you'd do. Oh, yeah, sick bastard. Oh, I saw their little lovey-dovey eyes. Yes, oh, he I'm sure you did, pal. Well, well, don't worry. I have a cargo box ready for you too, because that's what I was going to show. Look, her. mate, I'm not interested. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no, you, I'm going I'm to tell think you anyway. Shame. You, you I'm, take your. <laughs> And he's he's pushing through because Jeff wants to say something here, and he's pushing through, and he says, "I have a cargo crate for you too. There's already one on my ship, and one of her boy toys is all tied up inside a nice big bow in case she wouldn't come with. And there's gonna be room for you too, I guarantee." No, then we I'll cut. Tell you what, Wesley. Go ahead. I am going to break every finger that you have. And then I'm going to get my gun back and shove it so back, so far back into your throat, you're going to shit out bullets. And then I'm going to swap you out with her boy toy because maybe she wants him back. And so he has just like got this horrific look on his face. One of his tooths is, you know, his teeth has come out. He's bleeding. He's got like a little, he's definitely bruised. We cut and we see the interior of a, kind of a cargo area on the rook ship and we see this this cargo crate much like the one you all stuff walter in and you can see it shuffling kind of moving back here and there we cut then to the exterior of the ship as it is moving in the direction of the attack vessel of the wei chens and all of a sudden a massive just barrage of arsenal comes out from their ship and we see as I think I called it the uh, the black hammer, maybe the whole thing just explodes in this eruption and then quickly sucks back in because I guess no fire in space. No fire in space. And then we cut back to Gwen, who's crawling in the dark through the vents. And I think that's where we're going to go ahead and end for tonight. And oh we'll pick God. up next time with Steven, oh. who's been stuck in the brig. <laughs> I almost was thinking to himself, I'm definitely going to have to change the, traje- the trajectory on the next one of those ships because they really reacted quickly to that one. Oh, my god! That's going to be so much more difficult <laughs> than I thought. But that'll be all right as he's running uh, on the outside of the docking ring. Oh, fantastic. That was so great. I was so excited to do that once you sent them out as a missile. I'm like, oh, I got to get this info out somehow. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. oh. That's so much fun. Gwen Just remember, Ashley, it wasn't me who did it. It was all of us together. It never is, does it? No, I no. specifically made one a horribly, horribly sad person. Yep. Oh. Uh, you played it great, when? though. You played it great. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and awesome. uh, it's not over yet. He's not dead. No, we still uh, have we have Die Hard to finish. And so next week <laughs> will be the finale, and we will see one way or the other. Do they get off Cisco Station alive, mm-hmm. or do the does the Wei Chen family live? And and yeah, um, 
Okay. Elvis flies off into the sunset regardless. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That is a fact. I mean, Wally and I are out of here because he's still oh, on God, the Belafonte. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as oh, I can get sure. calms to Wally, I'd be like, hey, Wally, just hold to hold, hold, hold your horses until we get the opposite Another side. Another 5%. Oh, goodness. He's it's just racking 50, up those percentages. Now, if only he knew how to do arithmetic, he would, uh, he would be raking in, <laughs> raking in the coin. Uh, all right. Why don't we do some closing plugs and then we'll get out of here. Uh, let's see. Mark, tell us about where we can find you other than you. <laughs> uh, I'm Mark. Uh, the Kid on Twitter. Put some underscores in there. Uh, yeah, I'm one of the GMs over at TTRP Theater. Um, I run a City of Mist game every second week. Next weekend, just before this, we're on again. Um, yeah, I forgot to find out what's coming up, but we've got, I think, Cult uh, tomorrow night. Um, uh, and again on Tuesday. Uh, other than that, I have no idea. Lots of things on there. You can check it out. Link is, in, link is in the chat. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube later, check the show notes. You can see all the links for that. You can find out where to find Mark on Twitter, and you can find out where TTRP, TTRP Theater is as well. Uh, Aaron, uh, what about Garblag? So over on Garblag Games on Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. in Great Britain, uh, Ben will be doing the finale of his City of Mist game. Uh, the same times on Tuesday, Millie will be running some more Coriolis. Then on Wednesday, Dan will be doing the first actual episode of our Age of Sigmar Soulbound campaign. Um, on Thursday, uh, Lewis will be uh, running an episode of The One Ring. Uh, there will, no, will not be a Garblag North America Octoon Cthulhu game this coming Thursday night. But the following Thursday, you can check out Jeff and I on a sponsored uh, Actun Cthulhu stream, Modifius has reached out to Garbly Games and asked us to run uh, six weeks of their Forced of Fear campaign as part of their Winter of Fear. And uh, they've given us all kinds of giveaways. So check it out live on Garblag's Twitch TV channel uh, and uh, and get some cool, uh, cool swag out of it, uh, as well as watch a fun show. And then on Friday... Uh, of this week, uh, Lewis will be running a D&D 5th edition, uh, I believe, Sky Pirates-themed uh, one-shot or maybe two-shot. Fantastic. That's Garblag. Yeah. And then for us here, uh, let's see, Monday is our next game, Holler for Savage Worlds, Appalachian Apocalypse. Uh, Melissa oh. and I are in that one. Uh, next Friday, we'll be back to Mothership as we continue our Gradient Descent game. And then a week from today, you can see the finale of our Orbital Blues game. Uh, maybe just season one. I don't know. I kind of like it. So maybe we'll do a season two at some point. Uh, whether it's with the same characters or not, we'll see what happens. Uh, as our diehard adventure uh, comes to its inevitable fiery conclusion, one way or the other. Uh, Melissa's dropping some links in the chat if you want to go buy some uh, some cool Orbital Blue stuff, some other stuff from Soul Muppet. Uh, again, there's some a couple new adventures that are that just dropped this past week uh, over on their over on their uh, their store. So take a look at it. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and raid uh, the boys from the Baltic Star. They're playing uh, another one of our one of my favorite games. We we ran this a while back. Uh, Those dark places, really nice, like industrial sci-fi, uh, rules light game. Really highly recommend it. We have a couple of those uh, on our channel too. You can kind of look up on that. So we're gonna give them a raid. Follow the raid. Say hi. Uh, if you uh, uh, if you uh, if you're watching this later, uh, subscribe, follow, all that kind of stuff. But we'll see you. Have a good night. Bye bye. Good night. Heels.